Hello. 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 Is the meeting on? Hello. Yes, hello. Is the hello, meeting on? Hello, the meeting on. Why am I not able to hear anything? Hello, good evening. The meeting is going to begin in the next 15 minutes. Okay, thank you. Thank you. Are you hearing me clear? Yes, I'm hearing you clear. Yes, we begin at, we begin at um, 2.30. So that's when we're gonna start in the next 16 minutes. Thank you very much. Thank you too. Thank you too. Just bear with us in a few minutes. Bye-bye. Bye. Okay. Okay, bye-bye.
Well, 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 well. Happy Sabbath and good afternoon, everyone. It's another Sabbath afternoon. Another blessed Another gathering of the saints, gathering of his people, gathering of those that he has blessed with this wonderful message, the present truth for this time. We are happy to be together once more. And this is another wonderful Sabbath day to join with each other as we continue to window our doctrine, to dig into subjects that we that are in the message that we are trying to unite upon, so that by God's grace we can see eye to eye. We want to thank Him for this spirit that we are going through that has afforded us this opportunity, not only to be fellowshipping in our several groups around the world, but we are privileged to be with each other <laughs> uh, on evenings like these, Sabbath evenings like these from around the world in one place. Today, we have the grand, the wonderful privilege of um, hearing from two of our brothers, our minister, Brother Trevor Davis, and our brother, Brother, Orvin Francis, they will be um, conducting the presentations for us today. And I trust by God's grace that it will be a blessing for all of us as we proceed through the hours of this evening. And you know what? Without any more taking up of the time, <laughs> I'm going to hand this meeting straight to Brother Davis. And I know he's on the line. Yes, I saw him on the line. And I'm going to ask him to lead us into a word of prayer as you will take us through the first leg of this presentation today. Brother Davis, over to you. I hope I'm being heard. Yes, go on mute. I'm on mute. Are you hearing me? Am I on mute? We hear you. Yes, we're hearing you, Brother David, but we're not All seeing All right, you. let us. Okay, let us pray, brothers and sisters. And yeah, good that... evening and happy Sabbath to everyone. Good evening. Happy Sabbath. All right, let us pray. Our dear loving Father, once again, with humble hearts, we bow before you this Sabbath evening, giving you thanks and praise for your watch care over us, thanking you for providing this medium to which we can gather to study your words, even though there are problems in the world right now with the coronavirus, which prevent us from gathered together in person, but we thank you, Lord, that you have worked out a way for us. As yeah. we worship this evening and as we study your word, may your Holy Spirit be felt among us and help us to have a clearer understanding of your word this evening. For we ask it all in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 Okay. This evening, what we are going to do, 
We are going to read from 1TG number 42. So I would like for everyone to have their TGs so they can help with the reading. And the topic of it is Zion's reward and God mighty effort. 1TG number 42. Starting at page number three, Zion's reward and God's mighty effort. So we, from the topic here, we can see that God will reward Zion, but however, he's going to put out a mighty effort for Zion to reach that goal so that he, she can be rewarded. Do you have your TGs? Are you hearing yeah. me? Yes. Yes, we are. One TG. Yes. One TG number 42, starting at page three. And as you know, this was a study given and the Sabbath, May 24th, 1947. Some of us weren't even born. And yet we still have the message here today, which is just as fresh as it was then. And we want to see if it has anything to do with us this evening and how we can reach the goal that God wants us to reach so we, he can reward us. Because, of course, you know, Zion is a church. Mm. He said, this afternoon we shall study the 62nd chapter of Isaiah. The very first thing we need to know about this chapter is whether it was written especially for the people of today or especially for the people of yesterday. Mm. And whether its message is to be given to the church or to the world. To find out, we shall read the 11th verses. So now we, what we want to know since we are living at this time, it is important for us to know if the message that is recorded in, in Isaiah 62 has any application to us. Because take for example, the flood, the, the story of the flood in Noah's day, what bearing would it have on us today where salvation is concerned? Question. It's not present truth, but... It is, it is not it, present truth. Yeah, but what but, it has is the principles that we can, we can benefit from. Exactly, but when it comes to us being saved as present truth, because as inspiration said, it is present truth that the flock need now. Mm -hmm. So we all need present truth. We need the message for our time. So let us see what inspiration has to say. Verse 11 of Isaiah 62. Behold, the Lord had proclaimed unto the end of the world. Say ye to the daughter of Zion, Behold, thy salvation cometh, 
Behold, his reward is with him and his work before him, Isaiah 62, 11. So when is this proclamation to be made? I'd like for you to converse with me. Whenever I'm giving study, I always like to hear your comments. So Repeat that, please. In the end time, in the end of the world. The end of the world. And you and I aren't living at the end of the world. Am I right? Amen. So we see from this verse 11, it's telling us that Isaiah 62 is applicable to the time that you and I are living in. It's applicable to us. The behold, says the Lord, I have proclaimed unto the end of the world, not unto some other time. This divine proclamation, therefore, is for those who are living in the time of the end. To them, the chapter is now unsealed. And their commission is to take it to the daughter of Zion, to the church. You cannot therefore afford to excuse yourself from this call for service. So as for the study last night, we have seen there that if the church is not awakened now, it may never be awakened. So. We see how important, again, the Lord is showing us that we cannot just sit by either. We must take this message to the church. And we must let them know that the Lord will reward Zion. And he has a mighty effort in order to do that. Because it is God's purpose, brothers and sisters, for the church to be saved. Hear what verse 1 says. For Zion's sake, I will not hold my peace. And for Jerusalem's sake, I will not rest until the righteousness thereof go forth as brightness and the salvation thereof as a lamp that burneth. So here it is, the God of the universe, the God of the universe, I'm sorry, is here telling us that for the church's sake, he will not hold his peace. And for Jerusalem's sake, he will not rest until righteousness go forth as, a, as, go forth as brightness and the salvation thereof as a lamp that burneth. This is a loving God. That's why inspiration said he has done everything possible for us to be saved because he said, listen, I am not going to rest. Neither am I going to hold my peace because I want the world to see what righteousness is all about. Any comment? All right, let's continue over on page four. He said, here we are told that the Lord will continue thus to speak, not for the sake of the world, but for the sake of the church. 
so that she may eventually stand on Mount Zion with the Lamb, that he will thus continue until the righteousness thereof go forth as, as brightness and the salvation thereof as a lamp that burneth. What a loving God we serve. Because he wants the world to see what, brothers and sisters? Righteousness. Righteousness. And he's not going to relax. He's not going to lay back and say, well, when I made men, uh, when I made man, they were perfect. And they are the ones who have strayed away from me. So therefore, I have given them the truth. And if they don't want to accept it, that's up to them. I will not, I'm not going to put any more effort out. But here he's saying that he will not hold his peace. Neither will he rest until righteousness go forth. He wants the world to see that he can have a purified church. He can have a people here on earth who live in sinful flesh, but yet live a sinless life. What a blessing. What a promise that God has made to us that he will do that for the church, for you and I. All we have to do is to be obedient, obedient to his word. Can someone say something, please? A comment? You know, that, 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 <laughs> That thought is so is so amazing. <clears throat> that is exactly what Jesus did when he came to his world. <clears throat> yes. He took on he took on human nature, human flesh, four thousand years from creation, weak. <laughs> and yet in that weak flesh, he lived a sinless life. Amen. God is about to do something greater than that. You can imagine that. Greater than what Jesus did. Yes. He's about to, to take men and women 6,000, almost 6,000 years in sin from creation and make them walk this earth sinless. Sinless. <laughs> and he said there will be men and That's women amazing. wonder that. 6,000 years yes. in sin. Amen. 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 Any other comments? This implies that the righteousness of his people at the proclamation of this chapter is but dim. If at all going forth and that this salvation thereof is not now as a lamp that burneth, but as a lamp the light of which is gone out. His mighty effort is nevertheless to bring forth a great change. The righteousness of Christ is to shine forth as bright as the sun. And let us say amen for that. <clears throat> the conclusion then is that without this, listen to this now, the conclusion then is that without this additional message, the church will never reach her goal. So we see how important, brothers and sisters, that this message is. Mm. 
Because without this message, the church will never reach its goal. Now, bear in mind that after the Protestantism started, after Luther started to protest and everything, and the, the Pope was taken captive and was put in prison, the, the, the wound was inflicted, right? And it was because of Reformation. Now, in 1929, when the Pope was reinstated, what happened? It shows that the Reformation, the Protestantism had stopped, had ceased, because now the Seventh-day Adventist Church came into existence to keep that wound open. But the wound what? Had healed, and the Pope was reinstated. And because God has seen that the light of Adventism was going dim, it wasn't burning bright as it should. Therefore, he sent another mm -hmm. message to the church to help her to see herself and to do what God had caused, called her to do. Yeah. And so when they neglect this message, it is showing us that the church will never reach its goal without this message. And that's why last night some in the study someone asked, if it is the general conference and the local conferences, we are to go to the ministry because in Hosea chapter 2, he said, please to mother. And we know that mother is the ministry then. Then why are we going to the laity? Why are we not focusing on the on mother, the ministry? But brothers and sisters, we know that when the message came, it first went to the general conference. And they rejected. And that is why you now the Lord said, you do not focus so much on the ministers, but go towards the laity, because without this message, the church will never reach its goal. And God also promised that he will not rest, nor will he hold his peace until the world can see righteousness. They, they, the world can look at his people and see a people that is living in a sinful flesh, but live a sinless life. And then Christ can, I like to use this term, where Christ can look at his church, his glorious church, his triumphant church here on earth and said, and boast and said, look what earth has produced. And it first started with the 144,000, which you and I are candidates of. So let us do all we can that God's righteousness can be seen in us and others can be drawn to him through the life we live. And yeah. anyone concerned attitude in this urgent call for service is sure to bring his doom. And none of us want any doom to come upon us. So let us not become unconcerned. Let us not have an unconcerned attitude in this urgent call for service because mother must be one. Because the Lord said he will not rest 
Yes, he's going to have a purified church. He's going to have a, a kingdom set up with or without you and I. All we have to do is fall in line with the word of God. God, true people are never the less to awake and embrace the call to them as a church, he says. And the Gentiles shall see thy righteousness and all kings thy glory, and thou shalt be called by a new name, which mm. the mouth of the Lord shall name. I saw you and going up, Brother Smith. You want to say something? No, no. Go ahead. Sorry. No. No one can read verse 2 and say this is in the earth made new. Can someone answer why it cannot be in the earth made new? Hmm. Are there anyone online? Oh, Gentiles will be in the earth made new. Amen, my sister. There will be no Gentiles in the earth made new. So therefore, do not let anyone fool us or fool you by trying to tell you that this will be in the earth made new. He said, and the Gentiles shall see thy righteousness and all kings thy glory, and thou shalt be called by a new name, which the mouth of the Lord shall name. The Lord is even going to change your name, a name that will befit us then because of our righteousness. The righteousness of Zion shall be so pronounced that the Gentiles shall be attracted by it and all the kings by her glory. It is for this very reason that the present church name will not then be befitting her. As you know, there are, there are now hundreds of church names in the world. As many names as there are ism, all of which are named by the mouth of men, although God recognized but one church. Many of the names even suggest divine competition. For instance, do not the names Church of Christ and Church of God make Christ and God competitors? Isn't that true? Oh. <laughs> I'm not hearing from the class. What happened? Everybody mute their phone. Yes, that's true. So whatever the new name be, it will entirely befit the church in a righteousness as here projected. We are now living in a confused world. Some are of Paul and some of Apollos, of Cephas, Peter, John, and James, some of God and some of Christ. Christians are thus bickering and quarreling among themselves, one speaking against the faith of another, and at the same time, all are trying to convert to Christ the non-Christian world, 
What darkness. To the church which God is now creating, he says, thou shalt also be a crown of glory in the hand of the Lord, a royal diadem in the hand of thy God. So God has a picture of that perfect church that he wants to erect. And brothers and sisters, let us stop and think here for a moment. The mere fact that we are studying these scripture passages, it is telling, it is speaking to us, telling us day by day that you can be a part of it. All we have to do is just to fall in line. Take God at his word. Believe his word, live it out in our lives and practice it each day because he promised that we will be men and women wonder that because the Gentile will want to come. They will see our glory and they will hold on to the skirt of us and say, we want to go with you because we have heard that the Lord is with you. We should say a big amen for that. The very same thing that the apostles were looking for, it is promised to us today. It will be fulfilled through us only if we are faithful to God's word. And the Bible said they, they shall see our glory. How do you explain that? They shall see our glory. They shall see the pleasantness, the righteousness of Christ with us. Am I right or do you have anything else you want to add to that? That's true, but it goes deeper to me. <laughs> yes, go ahead with the deeper part. You know, when we talk of glory, when we talk of the glory, the Bible tells us of the of, um, of um, uh, Elijah and Moses yes. came to Christ on the Mount of Transfiguration and they all were glorified. Yes. The glory was seen, the light, that brightness, that beam that was radiating from them. Their cart is so pure that it radiates through their continents. <laughs> their, oh, very, yeah. their very uh, uh, continents shine. And that is what is going to happen because when inspiration tells us that God, the face of God's people will be lighted up as yes. they go to proclaim the loud cry. They will be seeing the culture of the people of God and it is righteous and it will radiate and reflect in their continents. <laughs> oh, yes. That would be amazing. It will be amazing. That's what Inspiration said in early writing, page 15, I think it is 15 or 17. That when the 144,000 are sealed, their face will light up and shine as that of Moses when he came down from Mount Sinai. And she has a statement where she said that when, it, when that light rests upon them, it will remain on them until Jesus comes. I have to put my yes. hand in it. So they will yes. be lighted up all the while. And, and it takes you right back to the Garden of Eden, the restoration of all things. One there you go. My word. I love there that you word, go. restoration. There you go. That's why it said there will be men and women wonder that. Because the world have never seen any man or any woman walking around with such a continent 
and then he will have 144,000 and others walking around with that glow of God's presence with them, showing Amen. that they are what? They are being chosen by God. And that's why he wants to boast of earth because earth have really let God down. God, it wasn't God's intention for earth to be like this. That's why he said he repented of his heart that he had made man. But nonetheless, he never just threw up his hand and said, I am not going to do anything. He wants to bring man back to him. Amen. And he's not going to rest, nor will he hold his peace until the world can see that righteousness in men. He says, verse 3, thou shalt all, I read that already. The church here projected is to be made up only of a righteous spirit-led people. Her new name is doubtless to express this fact, wonderful indeed, to be the Lord's crown of glory and his royal diadem. You certainly cannot afford to let this glory get away from you up today. Amen. Can't let it get away, brethren. We have come too far. You know, the love that God has for us, that he has allowed us to have the eyes of so that we could see this truth and accept it. Do you think he allow us to accept it for us to be lost? No, he allow us to accept it for us to be saved. So let us do everything in our power with the aid of the Lord to make it a part of this glorious church. Mm. Thou shall no more be turned forsaken, neither shall thy land any more be turned desolate, but thou shalt be called Ebsiba and thy land Beulah, for the Lord delighted in thee, and thy land shall be married. Because the Lord is to delight in her, and also because her land is to be married to her, she is also to be called Epsibah, and her land Beulah. The church in time past has been forsaken a number of times. Once in Egypt, then in Babylon, in Rome, and so on but she is never again to be forsaken. And her land is never again to be left desolate. So the Lord is saying, what had happened to the church in the past and her land in the past will never happen again because he guaranteed, brothers and sisters, that righteousness shall go forth as a lamp that burn it. The Gentiles, the entire world will see and know that God has a purified, a glorious church. Any comment? 
Are there any comments? You don't have any hand up. <laughs> yes, I have a comment. A question. Go ahead, my where, where can we find a reference to um, there will be no gender in the earth make new? Oh, <laughs> okay, that's the question. Will there be any Gentiles in the earth made new? Where can we find a reference that there will be none? Who are Gentiles first? That's right. <laughs> first of all, who are Gentiles? I guess, I guess I understand where the question is coming from as to whether Gentiles will not be saved. Oh, it's Gentiles, not gender. I'm sorry you misunderstood what was said. Oh, okay. okay. Thank you, sister. Gentiles, not gender. Yeah. Oh, no, so Gentiles. Unbelievers. Oh, okay. All right. Um, that was the question. Yes. Do you have another hand? No. So verse 5 says, For as a young man marrieth a virgin, so shall thy son marry thee. And as the bridegroom rejoiceth over the bride, so shall thy God rejoice over thee. Marriage signifies an everlasting union. Thus the church as the promise that her homeland shall now shall now forever be hers mm. and her sons which are converted shall never part from her so when the church goes or when the church is purified and then go out in the world and bring in her converts her sons and daughter they will never depart from her Again, the only place that they will be going is to heaven and then to come back after that thousand years and enjoy life here on earth forever and ever. Said mm. verse six and seven says, I have set watchmen upon thy walls, O Jerusalem, which shall never hold their peace day nor night, ye that make mention of the Lord, keep not silent and give them no rest till he establish until he make Jerusalem a praise in the earth. No, not that he will set, but that he has already set watchmen that shall never neglect their duty night nor day. And so you that now make mention of the Lord ought not to keep silent, but praise him and speak of his wonderful love and truth. Mm. Now is your opportunity to promote his cause, to make it your chief business, your chief interest, your eyes joy. None is the, now is the time to say, if I forget thee, O Jerusalem, let my right hand forget her cunning. If I do not remember thee, let my tongue cleave to the roof of my mouth. 
If I prefer not Jerusalem above my chief joy, Psalms 137, 5 and 6. To this end, pray and work. Give him no rest until he makes Jerusalem a praise in the earth. Let this be your delight as you are his delight. Amen. Now, this is very serious. God, here we have a message. And in the earlier part of the reading, he said, without this additional message, the church will never reach her goal. So in order for God to accomplish this, he has sent the message to the church so that Zion can be rewarded, that the Gentiles can see our righteousness, our glory. And here inspiration is telling us that we cannot just sit back and keep silent. We must acknowledge this fact that this should be our chief duty. Nothing else, brothers and sisters, should consume our time so that we neglect to take this message to mother. Mm. So he said to this end, we must pray and work. You see, it shows it shows the importance of the present truth. Very much so. Without, without the present truth, you don't know what to pray for. <laughs> exactly. This is what God's people should be praying for right now. What the Lord, what is on God's mind to accomplish now, not what happened in the past or something that is to happen beyond our time, but what is necessary for this time. At this time, we should be praying that the Lord make Jerusalem a praise in the earth. Amen. As he said, he will not rest until he get it done. Not going to rest. And the, the sad thing about it is that he's going to have it done with or without you and I. Amen. And since we are a part of it already, let us not become careless. Mm. But let us take... Go ahead. You have better rod for it. Okay, go ahead. Like how our brethren doesn't believe this mes message, you know, does it make them a Gentiles or, you know, because it is people who does not believe automatically become a Gentile. So what, what is it like? Mm. Go ahead, Brother Smith. <laughs> Brother Smith. <laughs> Well, Gentile, Gentiles are unbelievers. <clears throat> um, to some extent, one can say yes. Uh, but then the question that would come back to us is, um, <clears throat> can someone that was once God's child that turned away, would you, be, would you call him also a Gentile? Does it mean that everyone that are lost are Gentiles? They're unbelievers, but um, it's possible that there's another term for others who are besides Gentiles that will also be lost. 
Yeah, but in this case, it, when he talk about the and the Gentiles shall see thy glory, it is talking of those unbelievers that are in the world. Amen. Okay, we have Galaxy 830. Let me hear what they say. Go ahead. Galaxy no, 830. No, no. Uh, good afternoon, brethren. <laughs> Mother is not Gentiles, my friend. They're not Gentiles. They're the Israel of today. They're yes. just hard hard-headed and turning back from following Christ, their leader. Mm. Amen. Yeah, amen. I'm glad for that. And that's why we inspiration say to we cannot call them Babylon. All right. The church is not Babylon. The church is Israel. So thank you for that comment, my dear brother. Amen. There any other question or comment? No, go ahead. All right, verse 8 and 9. The Lord has sworn by his right hand and by the arm of his strength, surely I will no more give thy corn to be meat for thine enemies, and the sons of the strangers shall not drink thy wine. For the which thou art labor. But they that have gathered it shall eat it and praise the Lord. And the Lord that have brought it together shall drink it in the court of my holiness. God's people have been robbed time and again. And the most outrageous and unreasonable robbery that they have suffered has been and still is being done by their own brethren in the faith. How at every upward step in truth throughout church history and down to this day, those who have ever embraced new and popular truth have in every instant been thrown out of the church which they helped build. Mm. This has been done only because on the one hand, the majesty has ever ruled, the majority, I'm sorry, has ever ruled, and on the other hand, only the minority ever been susceptible to present truth, to mm. meet in due season. The time is here, though, in which all manner of robberies shall cease to those who are being cast out. This encouraging counsel and promise is given. I know that many of us have commented on this, what I've just read, what inspiration is saying about the robbery here. Because we have experienced it. So I would love to have some comments. Don't be afraid, brethren. Help to build the churches and then they throw us out of it. <laughs> uh, let me jump in right quick. Uh, it is it is so thrilling. The theme of this reading really 
it is going back in history and showing us point by point how God's people have been um, robbed and killed and martyred. And not one of these in um, of these eras, eras that we have seen them and even though they are with God and they have the power of God, Elijah on Mount Carmel, nevertheless after that he ran from a little woman and every incident we see we have not seen that glory, notice the glory, it's an interchangeable um, terminology with our glory and Jerusalem and God, but all is focusing on God. We're looking on a time when these people, get, they will never be killed. They will never be robbed, uh, you know? And the, 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 the glory that has been shown with these superpower, <clears throat> these superpower over the ages, um, albeit limited, this will be um, so strong, you know, that nobody can resist seeing what God is doing through our people. So really is, is Christ being glorified in the last people and they will not suffer the disadvantage that others have. Mm. So that is something to look forward to and to be involved with. Amen. Amen. Any other comments? No, we don't have any hand up. So I can give you my story there as a young man growing up in the church in the 60s. I remember when they started to build the church in my era, I was probably maybe 10 or 11 or so. And here I am in the woods with the older men cutting down trees and stuff to build the church. And I was there. I was one of the most loved member youth that grew up in the church. They wanted all the young men that attend church to be like me. Even my brother that is here now, he told me how they always talk about me and they, they wanted him to be like me. And he said, man, it didn't seem like I could ever walk in your shoes the way they talk about you. And also in 1985, a year before the rod message came, I went back home. I bought them communion glasses, uh, collection plates, and I took it there as a gift for them. And they red, spread the red carpet for me. And in 1986, when I accept the rod message, and the news got to them that I'm a rod believer, when I went back, they closed all the doors against me. For what? Nothing but for present truth. Because I have accepted present truth. 
they turned their backs against me. And that's what happened to the majority of us. But he said, hear the word of the Lord. He that trembles at his word. Your brethren that hate you, that cast you out. For my name's sake, said, let the Lord be glorified, but he shall appear to your joy, and they shall be ashamed. And that's why the prophet tells us, I was just looking for it, I don't remember the quote of, and he said, the, we are to read it, I should say, he said, the message to Laodicea will bear fruit. Because God is the one who will, who will allow the members to see that it is God himself who send the truth. The message is from God himself and not for any, from any troublemakers as they call us in the church, troublemakers. But we do not cause trouble. We do not hate them. We love them. That's why we are there with them every Sabbath. When it is possible, that's why we try to seek entrance into their house in order to share this message to them because we know that this is a life and death situation. <laughs> they are the ones that hate us. They are the ones that throw us outside, cast out our names and everything just for the the purpose of us accepting present truth. But however, we must still love them and show them all the love we can because we know that God has a controversy with his people. And we know that he will have 144,000 from the same people that are rebellious at this time because the time will come when he will open their hearts and they will see the truth so that he can have a hundred and forty and four servants. Any yep. comment? Yep. yep, Sister Wallace, go ahead. Sister Wallace, Moisha Wallace. Sister Wallace, your hand is up. Were you making a comment? Okay, we don't have any other hand. Are you hearing me? Now we are hearing you. Go ahead. Thank you. Okay, Brother David. Um, in verse eight, what is it that the Lord is saying that thy corn he will no more give that corn to the enemy for me? What is that corn? <laughs> I didn't hear her, Brother Smith. Will you please repeat what she said? In verse 8, the, you have to come a little closer to your, to your phone, my sister, your audio. Where the Lord says, surely I will no more give thy corn to be meat for the for that enemy. What is that corn? Verse 8, where the Lord said, he will no more give thy corn to be meat for others. She wants to know what the corn is. Since there's substance there, okay. 
You see, the, the prophet made the comment on those verse 8 and 9 where he said, God's people had been robbed time and time again. And the most outrageous and unreasonable robbery that they have suffered has been and still is being done by their own brethren in the faith. How at every upward step in truth throughout church history and down to this day, those who have ever embraced new and popular truth have in every instance been thrown out of the church which they have built. This mm. has been done only because on one hand, the majority have ever ruled, and on the other hand, only the minority has ever been susceptible to present truth, to meet in due season. The time is here, though, in which all manner of robbery will cease to those who are being cast out. This encouraging counsel and promise is given. So you see, he did not tell us what the corn means. He just showed us that it is the robbery that has been going on in the church history that God is about to put an end to. So it's, in other words, you will not work and other enjoy your labor free. Amen. He's going to put an end to all those things. Anyone Great. have any comment there? Yeah, Sister Mar Marcia. Sister Christy. Sister Mark, go ahead. Yes, my brother. You know, it Yes, go ahead. It was just recently. Happy Sabbath. Happy Sabbath to one and all. It was happy just Sabbath. recently I was reading, reading with the same Robin, you know, all they rob us as God's people in the church. And it came back home to me when I was in Jamaica, when I accept the Seventh-day Adventist message, not knowing anything about Shepherd Rod, just recently in the Shepherd Rod. But then I remember when I had a van and getting ready to come up in the US, I sold that van for a, a good amount of money. I'm not understanding much because I just become a Seventh-day Adventist. I gave one-tenth because I was so honest in giving, just want to be on the right track. And I gave one-tenth of that money. But now I'm looking into everything just recently and I said, what really did they do with that money? Because it did not go with her, know that I get to know about present truth. I said, you know, the church have robbed us so much. A whole lot because they did get a good amount. I give one tenth of over how many hundred thousands of dollars. And I come back in, in the Seventh-day Adventist church in New York now. And when they wanted to fix the church, they would send around notes how much money you should put from their from what range to what range. And that I did. And the, you know, everybody come together and they did that. And church well carpeted out, seat well covered place looks so nice and then when I accept the rod and I started to look around and I think back everything I said the word of God you know it can never be wrong and surely I, you know someday along the line all of this will be repaid because if I had had the sense and the knowledge I have now 
you know, I would know directly where to put all of that money. But as God will one day repay, you know, so I'm just looking back on those times, not to react having the knowledge of present truth and thank God for present truth and of this, for this real true message. Thank you. You're welcome. But my sister, what you did then was supporting what you believe was the right thing to do. And so God will bless you for that. Because at that time you did not know anything about present truth. But God will bless you for that. Okay. Will there are there any other questions, Brother Smith? No. We okay, right. Go on, you were saying something? I said we don't have any other hands, but we have about 15 minutes to wrap up. Okay, thank you. That's what I was about to ask you too. Verse 10 say, go through, go through the gates. Prepare ye the way of the people. Cast up, cast up the highway. Gather out the stone. Lift up a standard for the people. The Lord now repeatedly asks everyone within the hearing of his voice to fearlessly go through Zion gate and say to earth. So now the call comes because we know what God's plan is through his words. Am I right? Mm. And because of that, he said, we must fearlessly go through Zion, through the church gates and say to her, behold thy salvation cometh. Behold his reward is with him. Mm. and his work before him. So here we get a commission again to go fearlessly. Don't be afraid of their looks. Mm. God, we know that the Lord is with us. We therefore cannot do otherwise, but go through, for it is our Lord's given duty to prepare the way for the people. We must build a highway, a way for them to come over to the light of God and thus to his kingdom. We must gather out every obstacles that stand in the way and must lift up a standard for the people, a standard which they can see and follow as it leads ahead. What could the standard be? The very standard which the people are to see and to follow is Jesus in his truth. So as we accept the truth, and of course we know that Jesus is in his truth, that the truth can be a, should be a part of our life. So that when we go among our brothers and sisters, they can see the change in our life and say, truly, Jesus is in the truth that these uh, brethren believe. Behold, the Lord had proclaimed unto the ends of the world, say to the daughters of Zion, Behold, my salvation cometh. Behold, his reward is with him and his work before him. So, what is his reward here in this verse? It's nothing but the 144,000 
is his reward. This verse we are we learn at the beginning of our study clears two things. First, that this chapter is definitely contain a message to the church at the end of the world. Second, that since it proves that this chapter is now for the first time being unsealed and brought to our attention, we are sent with a message to the church and definitely shows that we have come to the time of the end, the time in which men may made institutions, man, I'm sorry, man-made institutions are forever to pass away. The word be also just that we should now take notice, be able to see that our salvation cometh, and that while his reward is with him, his work is still before him. What is his reward? Please. What is his reward? What else could it be but for life, but life forevermore? That is the reward, life forevermore. So it shall be that the first fruit, 144,000, the servants of God who are soon to stand and stand with the Lamb shall be the first to be rewarded. As servants of God, they shall carry on the work that is before him, the work of gathering the second fruit as set forth by Isaiah the prophet. And the second fruit is what? Great what is multitude. the second fruit, brothers and sisters? The great multitude. The great multitude. There you go. I will set a sign among them, and I will send those that escape from the slaughter of the Lord, verse 16 of Isaiah 66, of them unto the nation, the Tarshish to pull, and Lord that draw the bowl to Tubal and Javan, to the isles afar off that have not heard my fame, neither have seen my glory, and they shall declare my glory among the Gentiles. So again, we see that all this will take place before probation closes, before we go to the earth made new. And they shall bring all your brethren for an offering unto the Lord out of all nations, upon horses and in chariots and in litters, and upon mules and upon swift beasts to my holy mountain Jerusalem, says the Lord, as the children of Israel bring an offering in a clean vessel into the house of the Lord. Isaiah 66, 19, 20. The choice is now yours. Either to lift up, to line up, sorry, with God's truth for this time, to accept his salvation and to prepare for the work that is before him, for the gathering of his saints, or to remain aloft and be spewed out. So mm. it is left up to us, brothers and sisters, to decide what we want to do. God does not force anyone, but he has given us the opportunity 
he has sent us this rod message, the message that is to save us and end up saving the world. May God bless us, brothers and sisters, that we will not let these words drop upon deaf ears, but may we hear these words, accept them, and allow them to be a part of our life. Let us make the better choice. Now, lest we soon find ourselves in outer darkness, there to weep and to gnash our teeth. And they shall call them the holy people, the redeemed of the Lord, and thou shalt be called, sought out, a city not forsaken. Yes. If you do all that the Spirit of God bid you to do, you shall be of the holy people, the redeemed of the Lord, sought out, not forsaken. And now, I'm not going to go through the summary. We're going to end here. I hope and pray that everyone will continue to do what God asks us to do and so that we can stand with him on Mount Zion because that is our determination. That is what we are seeking for each day. May God help us, brothers and sisters, that these words will not fall on deaf ears, but that they will take root and bring forth fruits for righteousness. Because God said, you know what? Zion will be rewarded. And I'm going to make sure that it's being done. Because for one thing, I have a mighty effort. Because I am not going to hold my peace. Neither am I going to rest until the world can see the righteousness of Zion. And since we are a part of Zion, let us take God as his word. May God bless you all. May we continue to live for God each day. And at last, we'll be able to stand with him on Mount Zion when the saints go marching into the kingdom without sin. May God bless you all. Have a wonderful rest of the Sabbath. I mean, we have another five minutes. I don't know if anyone has a thought on the reading. But what we find here is that this reading is in, it is applicable to our time. There is no other time that this reading could have, uh, Isaiah 62 could have been applicable to. <laughs> God is here speaking directly to you and I. And he's telling us that we are to go to his people and to let them know that their salvation is here. Yes. If they miss this, they're lost. But at the same time, while their salvation is being offered to them, the Lord is saying it's not the end. His work is yet before him. Yes. There's a great multitude to be gathered. And that is the message of the hour. The 144,000 salvation is here, along with those who will be with them. And the great multitude, theirs are coming, theirs will be coming after um, the 144,000 received theirs. So the message is appropriate for our time. Just exactly written for us. <laughs> Amen. Praise God. Go ahead, Brother Richie. Okay, I thought I saw Brother Richie's head. Yes, 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 yes. Okay, did. go ahead. All right. You know, um, 
Good afternoon, brethren. Thanks again, brother, for the presentation. Um, what's 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 very interesting as well, you know, um, what we need to remember as well in in pr presenting this message to to mother, in that we have to go with the unified message, the understanding that even you and I are from the same camp, especially from the same camp, we have to go with the unified message. We we can go with one brother saying one thing, another saying another, you know, so we have to be unified with our message as we go. So, so when this happened, as what the brother was emphasizing in his uh, presentation, that our lifestyle shall reflect what we are presenting. And mm -hmm. I think that's critical. That's very critical, especially at this very time, you know, um, our lifestyle reflecting the message that we presented. Amen. 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 Is there any other thought in the reading? You know, I better see it as we, when I reflect back on um, knowing that the, the apostles, they seek death and find it. You know, when you reflect back on it and know that, as the scripture said, that the 144,000 will be my men wandered at. Mm. You know, it's a great feeling to know that death will flee from them. Yes. They will seek it and that will flee. It's a great feeling. Yeah. Amen. That's right. Amen. Sister Winter, go ahead. Go ahead, Sister Winter. Yes, hi. Happy Sabbath, everyone. Um, Sabbath. I have here one shepherd rod. <clears throat> and is um, that is the first thing when I get to understand this message. This thing is always riveted, riveted in my mind. And, um, <clears throat> and it's, um, it's one shepherd rod, uh, page 25. It's talking about partial list of the abomination. And it says, um, fail to inform church members of Elijah's message. <clears throat> so if we study in this message, um, there are times where we come together and we have fellowship and we study the word of God and trade one another, <clears throat> but we can't be selfish with it. We can't, we're not going to receive the seal, right? We have to reach out to the brethren in the church, whether through telephone, um, uh, you know, we have these technicians that we can do so. We know we're in the COVID time and uh, you know, make effort to meet someone <clears throat> and share the message. We can't keep the message by ourselves. Um, we have to reach out to somebody to let them know that you know, what is coming ahead and some way or fashion and God will lead us to somebody. So um, you know, this is what I want to entreat the brethren. We have to share this message to inform our members that don't really understand, don't know this message. May God help us to do the best. All we have to do is just stay in our local area where we are and work in that local area. Amen. Be with us. Amen. That's Amen. our commission. That's our commission. Yes. Okay, thank you very much, Brother Davis. You're welcome. A wonderful reminder. Praise the Lord. Bringing back to our memories the wonderful message that the Lord has blessed us with and the accuracy of it and the privilege we have to be among those that will glorify the name of the Lord. At this yes. time, we're going to 
go to Sister Anne Robertson, who will help us to tune our voices to sing praises to the Lord. Sister Anne. Good afternoon, saints of God. It's Good a privilege afternoon. for us to meet once more this Sabbath afternoon to give God praises and thanks in song. But before we do so, let us kneel for a word of prayer. Let us pray. Our Father and our God, we thank you that we can come once more in your presence. Whereby we can give you praise and thanks in song. We ask you to please come divinely near us as we sing. And please let your holy angels sing along with us. Help, O oh God, that our praises would be acceptable in heaven. In Jesus' precious name we pray. Amen. Amen. Now we are going to start with a Sabbath song. Number 381. Holy Sabbath day of rest. I will start with the first voice, with the first verse, and as many as possibly can, would continue with, with the remainder of the four verses and of the other songs that we are going to sing this afternoon. Holy Sabbath day of rest. By a master richly blessed, God created and divine, set aside for holy time. Yes, the holy Sabbath rest by a God divinely blessed. It to us a sign shall be throughout all eternity. Seek not pleasures of this earth. With his fallen eyes and mirth, there are better things in store over on the other shore. Yes, the holy Sabbath rest by your God divinely blessed. It to us a sign shall be. Throughout all eternity. As the Sabbath drawing on, Friday Eve I set of sun, Priest and host of should meet, Sing and pray at Jesus' feet. Yes, the holy Sabbath rest. My our God, he finally blessed. Into us the sun shall be throughout all eternity.
Sister Anne, we're not hearing you. <clears throat> yes, next song will be number 600. Hold fast till I come. Number 600. Sweet Is another verse leaving the song? Asking him for saving grace. Also victory in the rain. And to help us by his power. Keep holy every hour. Yes, the holy Sabbath rest. By your God divinely blessed. It to us a sign shall be. Throughout all eternity. Amen. Amen. Number 600. Sweet promises given to all who believe. Behold, I come quickly, mine own to receive. Hold fast till I come, the danger is great. Sleep not as to others. Be watchful and wait. Hold fast till I come, sweet promise of heaven. The kingdom restored to you shall be given. Come enter my joy, sit down on my throne. Bright crowns are in waiting. Hold fast till I come. To watch on to prayer with lamps burning bright. He comes to all others, a thief in the night. We know that he's near, but no, not the day. Our spring shows that summer is not far away. Hold fast till I come, sweet promise of heaven. The kingdom restored to you shall be given. Come enter my joy, sit down on my throne. Bright crowns are in waiting. Hold fast till I come. Yes, this is a hope, tis built on his word, the glorious appearing. Okay, sing the next verse. Yes, this is our hope. This built on his word. The glorious appearing of Jesus our Lord. All promises, all it stands in the sun. Behold, I come quickly. Hold fast till I come. 
of us delight comes sweet promise of heaven the kingdom restored to you shall be come enter my joy sit down on throne bright crowns are all waiting hold fast till i come and while we're waiting for him we're supposed to be on the watch. So we'll go to number 601, Watchmen on the Walls of Zion. This would be our last song. Okay. <clears throat> Watchmen on the walls of Zion, what to tell us of the night? Is the day star now arising? Will the morn soon greet her sight? Oh, your vision, shine there now some rays of light. For oh, your vision, shine there now some rays of light. <clears throat> Thank you very much, Sister Anne. Thank you for those lo lovely old time tunes, <laughs> old time songs. Okay, brethren, at this time we're going to go to our testimony time that will be, um, our sister would be leading out, Sister Bishop. Sister Shepherd. Are you there? <laughs> Yes, good afternoon, brethren. Good afternoon, my sister. Can I, 
Yes, good afternoon to everyone. It is a good thing to give praise unto the Lord, for he inhabits the praises of his saints. Now, before we go into sharing our various experiences, we're going to turn to hymn number one, praise to the Lord, the Almighty, the King of creation. Praise to the Lord, the Almighty, the King of creation. Oh, my soul, praise him, for he is thine health and salvation. Oh, now to his temple draw near, join me in glad adoration. Praise to the Lord, who are all things, so wondrously reigneth. She led me under his wings, yes, so gently sustaineth. Hast thou not seen? How thy desire hath been granted in what he ordained. Praise to the Lord, to the cross for thy work and defend thee. Surely his goodness and mercy here daily attend thee. For the Almighty can do if with his love he be friendly. Okay, brethren, it is time for us to share those testimonies. The floor is not open, now open to all those who are ready to tell of the goodness of the Lord. Amen. Okay, is there anyone? Good afternoon. Good afternoon. I want to thank the Lord for his goodness and his mercies towards me. A year from now I was in pain. I was down and out. But I just want to tell him how much I appreciate what he has done. I thank him for everything that he did and is doing and will do. I'm looking forward for more and more as I go from day to day from him, as I continue to grow closer and closer towards is my prayer this afternoon in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Anyone is speaking with their mic mute? We're not hearing you. Anyway, um, I know we are all thanking God for his goodness and his mercies towards us. I too would like to thank him for another privilege to be in his presence and the opportunity to be living in these last days and the greater opportunity of receiving this present truth that he has blessed us with to know what the Lord is doing at this time and to have the opportunity to be a part of it. And it is my desire to be in his kingdom and that's what I'm striving for with his help. 
asking him day by day to help me to be better, to be the person that he wants me to be, so that by his grace, I will truly be a part of his kingdom. I want to thank him for all his blessings in my life and my families, protecting us in this dangerous time that we're living in. And um, all his blessings in our lives. There's so much to give him thanks for. Thank him for the privilege of being a part of this great work, this great mission, and of seeing men and women being born to the truth and are accepting and taking, embracing the message in different parts of the earth. The message today is moving at a faster pace than it was before this pandemic. And thank the Lord for the several seminars that are being conducted around the world. And 70 Adventists are responding, brethren. You need to keep them in our prayer as they come in contact with this message that the Lord will solidify them and ground them in the present truth. Let's remember that in our prayer when we are praying. Amen. 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 I want to thank God for his blessings and Amen. mercy towards me and my family. I want to thank him for this great truth he cast in my path. Amen. My Amen determination is to press on. You pray for me. While I pray for you. Yeah. Good afternoon, brethren. Um, mm. I'd like to um, thank the Lord for blessing us and keeping us throughout this week for myself and my family. And in my testimony, we would like to sing a song. It's uh, from the song sheet number 10. Oh, how sweet is the road inside the streets to the path. Oh, how sweet to the soul is the message of the shepherd's heart. Unto the prophet of Israel, they gave the word of Emmanuel. Go and take the book and eat the road. As our need for sweetness to the soul. Oh, how sweet is the role. Inspired by the sweet spirit of God. Oh, how sweet to the soul. Is the message of the shepherd's rod. Amen. Please continue to pray for us as we will continue to pray for y'all. Amen. Yes, Brother. Good evening, brethren. Happy like Sabbath to all. I too want to give God thanks for his righteousness. He alone is righteous. And I want to say thank him because his righteousness is everlasting. And because of the law that he has given, I hope and pray that I will turn from all unrighteousness unto righteousness because we are looking for a righteous set of people, filter of righteousness. And I hope and pray that I can come up to that mark. I am striving with all that he has given me to be a part or one with such a great people who he required to finish his work. So as we do this, and as I do this, I ask in all the brethren to pray for me as I pray for all the brethren throughout the world in Jesus' name and thanks.
Amen. Happy Sabbath, brethren. I too want to thank God for his watchful care over us and his guidance and protection and is keeping us from all this uh, pandemic and for this wonderful precious truth he has given to us. And may we continue to pray for one another that we all will made that complete surrender to Christ, that as one company, united we go forth to spread this message to Laodicea and then to the world. This is my testimony in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Good evening, happy Sabbath. I want to thank God for sparing my life. I want to thank him for protection. I thank him that I could come to Edna and get some Wi-Fi because my own has set up here. Um, and I want to thank him for helping me to, for him providing the money that I need to put my house up. I've gone uh, a fairly reasonable way and I want to give God thanks and praise because not know happened the full time and our time is not God time. Please continue to pray for my family and myself that we are prepared to meet Jesus and to both seek him in his righteousness. Thank you. I'm saying you left the chamber open, you left the food, and just so, and it, that's all that all died. All I need. <laughs> How excellent, how excellent is thy name in all the earth, who has set thy glory above the heavens, both the mouth of the because of thine enemies, thou hast, thou, thou, that thou mightest steal the enemy and the avenger. I want to give God thanks for being excellent to me, even through the past week. I am blessed to be alive in this at this time. Many will be that I have seen that lost their lives in the spirit of time, in the spirit of the pandemic. I want to thank God for protecting me and my family and my bridging that we all can come together and see each other again on these platforms. Amen. 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 Okay, Brother Patrick Ramin, I see your hand up. Go ahead, please. Are you speaking? Okay, I guess it's a mistake. God is um, good evening, brethren, and let me also give thanks unto the Lord because He is good and His mercies endureth forever. God is very good to me, He's taking good care of me, 
and is protecting us. That will include from this coronavirus. Many of us are fortunate. God be praised. And a very few of us got it, I, I heard. And praise God for all things. And he has uh, really <laughs> been good to me um, every day of this week. And thank God for the Sabbath when I can give him more time. Pray for me, brethren, as I continue to pray for you that we all may faithfully endure unto the end. God be praised. Amen. Yes. Um, Good evening, brethren. I too want to join with you in thanking the Lord for his goodness. As we have come to realize that there is no better time than this time to give God thanks and praise for all that he has done for us. And the mere fact that he has us on this <clears throat> prayer line that is going all over the world is indeed something that we did not see, but God has seen it and he has made the way clear that we can have these messages coming to us from different angles, from different places around the world. And we must see that as a blessing, a great blessing that he has granted unto us. And so for that, we just want to thank him for his goodness as always. We know that he's good. We have proven that he's good because we know it through his word. And his word will always represent him and everything that he stands for. So let us continue in this path. Let us make sure that we are examining ourselves daily to know if we are in the truth and the way our lives are going. Everything that we need to know is within our hand reach. So let us continue to receive the blessings from God is my prayer. As you pray for me, I'll pray for you through Christ Jesus. Amen. Okay, so Brother Richie, we just have a few more minutes and then Brother Ramin. Oh, thank you, Brother Smith. Thank you very much. Um, you know, I'd like to thank God for the freedom that we have that we can even meet in, in this, on this particular platform um, and not being censored. So I thank God for that. That's a freedom that he has given us. And also I'd like to thank him for, for the power of choice that you have given us because we made a choice to be here in this setting today. We made this choice uh, in spite of the situation. And I pray to God that we continue to make right choices daily. Uh, uh, ones that will represent Christ in any in, in whatever aspect of our life that we can present him. Um, please, please, as I pray for the brethren and for those who will hear this message, I pray that you continue to we will continue to pray for one another. Amen. Amen. Patrick, quickly. <clears throat> Patrick, we seem to be getting a problem with your phone. We're not hearing you. Seem like we're having a problem with your connection, my brother. Is there any other? 
PSA online. Is Henry? Yes. Brother Smith, go ahead. Okay, all right then, good. I want to give God praise and thanks this evening in a very special way. Uh, I want to I want to also thank the sister. I would like to call her name also, Sister Kathleen, for to her that persistence. You know, see, she's the one that have me here at this present time with the Holy Spirit, because this message is a message that I reject. But when she determined to say, "Listen, Brother Smith, listen to this tape this evening," I want to say thank God for that inspiration that He has given to her and help me to really take some time off and listen to that tape. Brethren, I am so happy I listened to that tape. And at this time, I can't say, I, I don't think there's nothing, I pray every day about that. There's nothing, nothing whatsoever could make me don't believe this whole message and nothing else. I believe this message 100 and 100 times. <laughs> and I pray and asking the Lord to help me to live this message and determined to study this message till yeah. the time come when you should take me out and take me to the kingdom. But then this is the sweetest message I ever get is this message, the shepherd Lord. Pray for me, brethren. Pray for me as I pray for you all. Thank you very much. Amen. Okay, Sister so Shepherd, time to wrap up. Happy Sabbath, brethren. Um, I thank God this Sabbath day. I hear you, Brother Ralph Smith. <laughs> and I know I did you we, that time we didn't know, but I we would I would go um to take message to the brothers in the, and sisters in the church. But Brother Smith, it's your obligation, it's my obligation, everybody, so that we did our brethren who are in the church so that they, the world who come to aid, the kingdom is established and we'll go home. So God help us as we continue to do his will. Amen. Amen. Sister Shepherd. Okay. Thank you, brethren, for sharing your experiences of God's goodness towards you and your entire family. Even as we continue through the remainder of the Sabbath, let us continue to have a heart of thanksgiving and praise towards God. Thank you, and have a blessed Sabbath. Thank you very much, my sister. Yeah. <laughs> that is our dear sister Shepherd, all the way from Guyana, fellowshipping with us and leading out in our testimony time. At this time, we have the privilege of going all across the sea, the oceans, to Indonesia, where we are going to be blessed with a special item of music. Indonesia. Let's mute our lines, please. We're going to Indonesia now. Get our sister to sing for us. Well, I, yeah, I, I would like you to mute your lines, please. Sister Moesha, please mute your line. Okay. Thank you.
that last year. Amen. And the name of that Amen. song is Embrace the Cross. And that is by Sister Manik, all the way from Indonesia. We want to thank our sister for sharing that lovely song with us. I hope it was heard and understood. Was it? I didn't hear it. You didn't hear it? Yeah. No. Amen. It was heard? I heard it, brothers. Amen. We heard yeah, it. Yeah, I heard it. I heard it. Oh. <laughs> Embrace the cross. Embrace the cross. I don't know what happened in the meantime. I must off. Hey, brethren, at this time, we're going to call on our dear brother, brother Francis, Irvin Francis, that will take the remainder of the afternoon with us. And we trust that we will give him our undivided attention as he mm. leads us through the remainder of the afternoon. Brother Francis, are you there? Yes, can you hear me okay? All over to you, my brother, thank you. Yes. Okay, amen. <clears throat> All right, so I'm, I'm sharing my screen with everyone and I wanna say happy Sabbath to, to everyone. Happy and Sabbath, Francis. Happy Sabbath. 
It's good to be to be here to fellowship with the brethren again once more. Our prayer thought is taken from track five, page seven and nine. It says the trumpets are sounding louder today than ever before. These truths constitute the gospel for today. So we're going to be studying the last three trumpets, but we're not going to be studying the last three trumpets in its entirety. The, the last three trumpets are called trumpets of woe. So the study will be based on why the last three trumpets are called trumpets of woe. So with this thought in mind, let us ask the Lord for his blessing. <clears throat> let us pray. Our Father, chart in heaven, thank you so much for this Sabbath day that you have given to us. Father, we thank you for the opportunity for fellowship that we can gather together as brethren and open up your word. And Lord, our desire, our sincere desire is that you may speak your word to our hearts and souls. I ask that you may please, dear Father, work mightily. May your Holy Spirit move upon, upon each one that is bowed before you at this time. I ask that you may please impress us with the, the truths that you have made known unto us in a, in a more direct way this evening. And Father, I just pray that you, your holy name may be glorified throughout this study. We want to do what is right and pleasing in your sight. We want to honor you, Lord, in our, in our lives. Many times we fail, but you are always there to pick us up and to help us. So, Father, while we have opportunity, help us to give ourselves fully to you that you may work in us. Please forgive us of all our sins as we bow and help us to humbly come to the foot of the cross and ask Jesus live out his life within us. Take full control now of the study we pray for your name's honor and glory. Amen. Okay. So inspiration says that the trumpets are all sounding louder today than ever before. And these truths constitute the gospel for today. So the, the, the last three trumpets of woe, we want to know why they are called trumpets of woe. What is the message that God is seeking to tell us as we study this present truth message? So yes, I'm taking it for granted that we, we all have studied it before, uh, the seven trumpets as we see here on the chart. And so I'm not gonna go, as I said, into details in this study with the, with, the, with the Noah message and the Exodus message and so on. So let us, as far as possible, um, please take notes and follow me. I, if I go too fast, let me know. I'll try not to go too fast with the time that we have. And I will leave, I will leave at least 15 minutes at the end of the study so if there are any question answers uh, for a question and answer session or any comments that anyone would like to make. 
I'll definitely try to leave at least 15 minutes on Brother Smith. If you see that I'm going over that, please just give me a, a budge, let me know. All right. So Revelation 8, verse 13 says, And I beheld and, I, and, and heard an angel flying through the midst of heaven, saying with a loud voice, Woe, woe, woe to the inhabitants of the earth by reason of the other voices of the trumpet of the three angels, which are yet to sound. Why are the last three trumpets trumpets of woe? Track 5, page 57 says, The last three of the seven trumpets being woe trumpets, unlike the first four, some great change obviously is to take place between the first four and the last three. Having up to this point brought us to the destruction of the first temple and on to the building of the second, the prophetic word of God leads us on now to the first advent of Christ and to his crucifixion, the next great events associated with the trumpets. And these events, ushering the Old Testament era out and the new one in, disclose that the last three trumpets embrace the history of the New Testament period. The woes consequently point first to Satan's persecuting the faithful and his endeavor to keep them from embracing Christianity and second to his persecuting the heathen in his endeavor to Christianize them. So the first woe comes with the fifth trumpet that we find in Revelation 9, verse 1 to 12. And the angel and the fifth angel sounded, and I saw a star fall from heaven unto the earth, and to him was given the key of the bottomless pit. Now, inspiration go on, and it tells us now that Christ's mission, Christ's mission being to bring deliverance from the prison house of sin and death, the bottomless pit, and to do so through the preaching of the gospel, the key, therefore, must be figurative of the gospel, the only power that is able to set free those who are imprisoned in the bottomless pit. So we look here at the, this, this fifth trumpet. And inspiration says, with the fifth trumpet, there is a new era now. A change has taken place. And Christ came. He came to bring deliverance from the prison house of sin and death, the bottomless pit. Verse, Revelation chapter 9, verse 2 says, and he opened the bottomless pit, and there arose a smoke out of the pit as the smoke of a great furnace, and the sun and the air were darkened by reason of the smoke of the pit. So here we see again that God's people were trapped in a bottomless pit, and that pit is called a prison. It is called a house of sin and death. And Jesus came to rescue us from that. And we are told here in verse 2 that he opened the pit, this bottomless, this bottomless pit, to release his people and to set them free. Track 5, page 62 page says, the clear, this clear sequence of facts shows that with the gospel key, 
the good news of salvation through his shed blood, Christ opened to his captive people the way of deliverance from the prison house, the bottomless pit of sin and death. So here now, this is something wonderful. Jesus has opened a way of deliverance. And it says, thus we see to recap re recapitulate in brief that the star is symbolical of Christ, the key of the gospel, the pit of the earth, the smoke of his sacrifice and the darkening of the sun and the air of the darkness that covered the world during his crucifixion. So Christ came here on a mission, realizing that we were in this condition. And it's, it's such a horrible condition because the Bible called it a bottomless pit. We continue to fall, fall, fall in our nature. Our nature is a, is a horrible nature because when sin entered, our condition can only get worse. So that's why it is called a bottomless pit. But here, Jesus have the answer. The answer is through his shed blood. He has opened the way for deliverance. Notice now with the fifth trumpet, we have the first advent of Christ. With the sixth trumpet, the sixth trumpet began to blow before 1844. Now we know the trumpets overlap. And the seventh trumpet, it is when the mystery of God is finished. So again, track five, page 57. Inspiration says the woes consequently point First, to Satan's persecuting the faithful in his endeavor to keep them from embracing Christianity. Now, there's a woe again in the New Testament era. You would think that the woes would be in the Old Testament era because there was so much destruction in the Old Testament. But the, and the, the, the New Testament is a new era. It is a gospel era. But the woes are pronounced in our time period. And my question is, why? You see, with the cross of Jesus Christ, when Jesus made his first advent, when he came into this world, and you know that he made a, a pact with his father, that if man should ever sin, he would, came, he would come and, and, and deliver man. He would pay the price. And here he came, and he fulfilled that covenant. And so Jesus has done something very important, but that what he has done, it is powerful, dear friends. And the woe is really that if you and I are lost in the New Testament era, it will be in a horrible situation for us because of the light that is shining upon us. You see, dear friends, this woe is not a, 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 a simple thing. When the scripture says, woe, 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 by the reason of the last three angels that are yet to sound, this woe is sounding upon us from the time that Jesus died on the cross all the way to the kingdom. The woes are sounding, meaning that Jesus has provided a way, a most wonderful way, an excellent way, a most powerful way for us to be saved. He has shed his blood. He has done everything that was needful for us to be saved. Those in the Old Testament, they were looking forward for the Messiah. But here we are, the Messiah have come. The light that is shining upon us is greater than the light that shined in the Old Testament. That is why the woes are pronounced, woe unto you and to me. 
if what God has made known unto us, we take it for granted and his grace will be in vain. And so the devil was first seeking to keep the people from embracing Christianity. I mean, who is this devil? He's no, uh, he's not more powerful than our Lord. I mean, Jesus has already conquered him. So here is uh, a soldier, you would say, or general that is already conquered. And then we're going to let him conquer us? No. It is if we are grounded in, in Jesus, if we're rooted in the gospel, in Jesus Christ, the enemy has no power in our lives. And we know that we're the one who gives him power when we yield to sin. We say, all right, devil, I will serve you. When we yield to sin, we ask him to come into our lives. And so there's a great woe, dear brothers and sisters. The enemy should not prevent us. Nothing should prevent us from being saved by the grace of God. Now, my question is, why were these uh, disciples, the early Christians, why were they willing to die? They were willing to die for the word of God. They were willing to die for Christ because Jesus himself already died. They knew that Christ had laid down his life to deliver them. The gospel was something sweet to them and they were willing to go to the, the stakes to be burned. They were willing to stretch out their neck for it to be cut off. They were willing because Jesus already died and made a way for them. Now my question is, are we willing to go uh, to, to the uttermost for Jesus today? Now hear what inspiration says in Christ Subject Lesson, page 317 to 318. Inspiration says, the professed churches of Christ in this generation, in what generation? This generation are exalted to the highest privileges. The Lord has been revealed to us in ever increasing light. Our privileges are far greater than were the privileges of God's ancient people. Far greater, that is why the woes are pronounced. We have not only the great light committed to Israel, but we have the increased evidence of the great salvation brought to us through Christ. That which was type and symbol to the Jews is reality to us. I would say hallelujah. They had the Old Testament history. We have that and the New Testament also. We have the assurance of a savior who has come, a savior who has been crucified, who has risen and over the rent sepulcher of Joseph has proclaimed, I am the resurrection and the life. This is what we have. Inspiration continues. In our knowledge of Christ and his love, the kingdom of God is placed in the midst of us. Christ is revealed to us in sermons and chanted to us in songs. The spiritual banquet is set before us in rich abundance. The wedding garment provided at infinite cost is freely offered to every soul. By the messengers of God are presented to us the righteousness of Christ, justification by faith, the exceeding great and precious promises of God's word, 
free access to the Father by Christ, the comfort of the Spirit, the well-grounded assurance of eternal life. Notice this person says, well-grounded assurance. That is because Jesus came and died on the cross. That is our well-grounded assurance. Eternal life in Christ. In the kingdom of God. What could God do for us that he has not done in providing the great supper, the heavenly banquet? And so, you know, when the Christians were thrown in the amphitheater and lions were, were, were let loose upon them, and they had men uh, tied up on stakes, burning, and this was like a, a theater for the ungodly at that time. They came and they applauded. They, they, it was like a, a show that they were watching, lions devouring the flesh of, of men and women. But they went through it, their friends. They knelt down, they prayed to God. God gave them grace. They understood what Christianity means. My question is what will stop you and I from standing or for, for standing for the principles of the gospel today? They had their trials in their day. Now we're, we're approaching 2021. We're now in, 2020 is closing out and we're approaching 2021. And we see so many things happening ju just this year alone pandemic hearts have been failing men and women there is political tension everywhere there is hatred on every side there's trouble all in the world the economy is in a crisis millions are without jobs and now we're facing a, a vaccine that may be pushed upon us soon and we're gonna have to make a stand as Christians. We will have to stand for the principles of the gospel. And I'm, my question is, what is gonna cause us to fall away? Is there anything? Knowing what we know, are we willing to stand for Jesus? Or God is now preparing the people to stand in the time of trouble. But we need to understand that there are things that are, that's gonna happen that's gonna try us to the core before the time of trouble, before the purification of the church. There are things that, that's gonna try us, dear friends. And so we have riots and revolution. We have fires and natural disasters right now in the land. There's an increase of crime and hatred in society. We talk about political tensions. There's the 5G radiation. Now, a lot of people don't understand what's going on with 5G and the radiation that comes from this. If your immune cells are not working well, if your immunity is not good, this thing will take you down. The radiation is intense, dear friends. And, and, and right now it is in the major cities in Atlanta and Miami and, 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 and you know, Houston, Dallas, the major cities right now that, that 5G's already turned on. And I remember when, 3G was here, and then 4G came on the scene, and they gradually took out the 3G. 
And so this is what's gonna happen. They're gonna gradually take out 4G as 5G continue to escalate. But all of these things that are happening right now, the poisoning of the food supply, the poisoning of the air, the atmosphere that we're living in, especially in the city, it is, it is beating us down, dear friends. It is beating us down hard in a mental way, in a spiritual way. All the different radiations bombarding us on every side is taking us down. But God had a solution for us. The Lord had a solution. The Lord saw all of this long time ago, and he had a solution for us. And what was that solution? It was country living. We read in Life Sketches, page 409, 410. Inspiration says, out of the cities, out of the cities, this is the message the Lord has been given me. Inspiration says, the earthquakes will come, the floods will come, and we are not to establish ourselves in the wicked cities where the enemy is served in every way and where God is so often forgotten. We must make wise plans to warn the city, the cities, and at the same time, live where we can shield our children. Notice the word shield. Shield our children and ourselves from the contaminating and demoralizing influences so prevalent in these places. God gave us a solution long time, but it may be that we have never really took it to heart or study into it as we should. The book Country Living is a wonderful book for us to know as present truth believers. I mean, these things were written for Davidians. And I believe that Davidians should be living a way that is that would make the world scratch their head and wonder how these people are living like this. Uh, what message do they have that, to cause them to be living in such a way? You see, you try to bring up your child in the city. You could, you could be doing homeschooling. You could be trying your best, but you cannot get the city, the city from contaminating that child. You cannot. The city life will counteract all the influences that you're trying. And sometimes we wonder why our children go astray. It's because of the influence, dear friends. God gave us a solution long time. Now I'm not gonna dwell too much on the country living right now because we have the books. It's in Adventist home, country living. It is in the shepherd rod, the entering, red, entering wedge. It is right there for us. Something is going on in society, dear friends. And I mean, things are moving really fast. From studying what is going on in society, we know that Babylon the Great will be set up. Revelation chapter 17. Now, in, Reve in Revelation chapter 13, it talks about those who cannot buy or sell, save, they, save those who have the mark. Now, when you study Revelation 18, it tells us what kind of system was actually set up in Revelation 17. Revelation 17 is the woman riding the beast. That is, uh, that is the, 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 the son of the law. I have come to pass now. Mr. Babylon is ruling the world, the ecclesiastical system that we have been talking about so long. But that system, 
they are going to tie the economy into that system in a, in a marked way because that will be a brand new system. It will be a brand new economy also, and it will be a brand new way of buying and selling. Remember, Revelation chapter 13, they cannot buy or sell save they who have the mark of the beast. While I've been studying this subject and seeing what is going on in society, Brethren, there's a big push to do away with cash. If you study what is going on in China, China is almost there. They're almost cashless. It is said that Sweden will be cashless by 2023. That's what the Sweden banks are saying. And in the Bahamas too, they're looking into what you call a digital system, a brand new way of buying and selling, doing away with the cash, and bringing in a digital solution. In other words, the money that we're hiding underneath our beds right now, if you keep it there, it's not gonna do you any good. They're gonna one day do away with this thing because that is the only way that the government can have full control. Now, it is said that the governments and banks, they hate cash because when we use cash to make certain pur purchases, they can attract it. They can't track it at all. So they, they, the government wants to know exactly what we're doing with our money, how we're spending it, and so on. And so they, they're working on it right now. Right now, there's a bill in Congress that is set to pass in January of next year called the Banking for All Act. Uh, you can look that up, the Banking for All Act. And if you bank with Wells Fargo or, or Bank of America or any of these major banks, you check them out. They, they have put in uh, an option right now for you to have digital wallet, a digital wallet. Now, they're doing this thing subtly. Now, a digital wallet, that is that, is that, that thing that the Congress have right now looking at in the House that they're seeking to pass next year. Now, I don't know how soon, I don't know how soon all of these things will come down, but the way that it looks, I just want to say this, the way that it looks, the nations, the nations are moving towards a digital system. And remember when Babylon sit on the beast, that will be a global thing, all right? So the mark of the beast we know is Sunday sacredness, but they're gonna tie the economy into it. They're gonna tie it in dear friends. And, and we're gonna experience a lot of these things, a lot of this pressure before the purification, before the Sunday law come to pass. Now, inspiration tells us in education, page 179, education, page 179, the present is a time of overwhelming interest to all living. Rulers and statesmen, men who occupy positions of trust and authority. Notice now, thinking men and women of all classes have their attention fixed upon the events taking place about us. They are watching the strain, restless relations that exist among the nations. They observe the intensity that is taking possession of every earthly element. And they recognize that something great and decisive is about to take place, that the world is on the verge of a stupendous crisis. Now, inspiration wrote this long ago, but we can see it 
happening now. And COVID-19 is only ex accelerating things. They don't want to pass by this opportunity that COVID-19 also is giving them to do certain things that they wanted to do long time ago. And remember, inspiration says things are going to happen in quick succession. Now, we know that as present truth believers that there's a war coming. And wherever, whenever there is a war, it, it put a strain, an awful strain upon the economy. Now, if you remember, this is exact, exactly what happened to Zimbabwe a few years ago. Zimbabwe, because of war, their economy went completely under. And they had what we call a hyperinflation, prices rising higher and higher quickly. In quick succession, prices just doubling, and then their money crushed completely. And what did they have to do? They had to, they had to come up with a new currency, a new currency, and the currency that they had to use was the U.S. dollar. But now, since um, since since 2019, they have reintroduced their own money now. But what I'm saying is this: there's a new way of buying and selling that is coming. And the, and and remember. I want you to understand that the dollar, the dollar have many enemies. The governments don't like it. Banks don't like it. The elites do not like it. And we have been, we have been, they have been setting us up long time ago for this digital system. Many of us, we don't even use cash too much anymore. We're just swiping our card, swiping our card. They have been setting us up for this long time. But the reason is also, what is going on is that the, the devil, this devil is no one to play with. He, the, the, the enemy realized that if you can control the cash, you can control the nation. Whosoever control the cash, who control the money, control the nation. We see this happen even in the days of Joseph. When, when there, was a, there was a famine that was supposed to hit in the days of Joseph. And Joseph stockpiled on the grains. You know, God gave him the vision and he, and he stacked up on the grain. And then he had full control now of the money. People were just buying the grain and he had control of the food and the money. And what happened? He had control of Egypt. The devil know if he can control the money, he can control society. And many of us, we are ruled by money. That's just a fact. We wake up early in the morning. Why? Not to, some of us, not to praise and worship God, but to get to my job. I want to make sure I pay my bill. And many, time, many times we put this first before God. We'll, some of us will do anything for the money, just for a few dollars more. Inspiration tells us in track 12, page 9. It says, the woman riding the beast settles the world's social economic, political, and religious problems. The truth is clear that the present Christian governments are to be reorganized and ruled by an ecclesiastical head. So the woman saddling the beast will saddle the beast to take care of these, these four big problems, social, we, we see that today, economical, we see that today, political, religious, we see that today. 
And so all these things we're facing right now, and they're only going to, going to intensify, which will lead, will lead up to the mark of the beast. So we're not going to escape. We're not going to escape. Don't think that, okay, the mark of the beast is going to come and we're going to be in the kingdom. We're not going to escape. We're going to feel the pressure hot. It's going to be hot upon us before that time. That's why the Lord had have counseled us all over inspiration to get out of the cities and get into the country where we can grow our own provisions. Now, in Desire of Ages, page 121, it says, in the last great conflict of the controversy with Satan, those who are loyal to God will see every earthly support cut off. How can they cut it off? Right? Now, if I have money, I can always trade with somebody. I can always trade, buy something. If I have cash, there's no, there's no, there's no problem with that. But if it is a digital system, the government can cut it off just like that without a moment's notice. Let's get back now to the prison house. Christ's mission being to bring deliverance from the prison house of sin and death, the bottomless pit, the gospel, the only power that is able to free those who are imprisoned in the bottomless pit. Isaiah chapter 42, verse seven says, Jesus came to open the blind eyes, to bring out the prisoners from the prison and them that sit in darkness out of the prison house. So notice the prison. God, Christ wants to deliver from the prison house. He came to open blind eyes. So this is not just speaking about a literal, a physical um, miracle here. It is speaking about a spiritual miracle to open blind eyes. And remember, inspiration says, let us see is blind. And there may be some of us that are, that are still in that condition, still blind, still need to put on that eye salve. Jesus came to open blind eyes. Jesus wants us to see aright. And when I say see aright, Jesus wants us to see his beauty and his glory. Because the Bible says, by beholding, we are to be changed. There is a terrible condition in the souls of men. Our nature is corrupt to the core. And the Lord wants to open our eyes to our condition and, and to open our eyes to his truth and love and grace. He says to bring out the prisoners from the prison and them that sit in darkness out of the prison house. Now notice in Isaiah 61 verse one, it says the spirit of the Lord God is upon me because the Lord had anointed me to preach good tidings unto the meek. He had sent me to bind up the brokenhearted, to proclaim liberty to the captives, and to open up the prison to them that are bound. This prison house, remember, it is, uh, it is, it is sin that leads to death. Jesus came to give us deliverance, liberty. And if we do not take it, it all rests upon us because Jesus has already opened the way. It's just like a man who is dying of hunger. And I come to that man and I give him a plate of food. I set the food before him and I say, eat my brother, eat. But the brother just 
throw away the meal. He doesn't want to eat. What's the problem? I provided the food, but he doesn't want to eat. Let us look a little more at this prison house. Matthew chapter 5, verse 25 and 26 says, Agree with thine adversary quickly, whilst thou art in the way with him. Lest at any time the adversary deliver thee to the judge, and the judge deliver thee to the officer, and thou be cast into prison. Verily I say unto thee, that thou shalt by no means come out thence till thou hast paid the uttermost farthing. Here Jesus is saying, agree with your adversary. In other words, if your brother have ought against you, if there is a, a fight, some kind of scuffle between brethren or family members, the Lord says, agree with them quickly while you are in the way, meaning while you have opportunity. Because if you do not, it says, this adversary will, will deliver you to the judge, just God, and the judge delivered thee to the officer. Now the officer is the law, and thou be cast into prison. The law binds us. You see, we're, we're to be living, living by the grace of God, the liberty that is in Christ Jesus. But if we have bitterness in our heart towards someone else, and we hold on to that bitterness, the law of God binds us in a prison. Matthew chapter 11, verse 25 and 26. says, and when you stand praying, forgive if you have ought against any, that your father also which is in heaven may forgive you your trespasses. But if you do not forgive, neither will your father which is in heaven forgive your trespasses. If there is unforgiveness in us, Meaning a brother could have done something to me a year ago, and I'm still holding on to it. Meaning I don't treat that brother the way that I used to treat him, with love and kindness and, and, and cuddle up to him because of what he did so long ago. And I say, oh, I have forgiven him, but my attitude towards him is different. That is not forgiveness. See, we hold bitterness in us many times an unforgiven spirit many times, and that is the prison house. That is the prison house that Jesus is seeking to deliver us from, that prison house of selfishness, unchristlikeness, of an unforgiven spirit. Proverbs chapter five, verse 22 says, his own iniquities, shall take the wicked himself, and he shall be holding with the cords of his sins. We bind ourselves in this prison house when we do not forgive one another, when we do not love one another, when we do not care for one another. Oh, that sister just spake bad to me, you know, and, and they, they smite you on one cheek and you want to smite them on their cheek, and you forgot what Jesus said, turn the other cheek. But no, you want to smite them when they smite you. 
That is not the way. And when we do that, we bind ourselves in the prison house. Jesus came to give us deliverance from our own selves, to make us pure and holy. He has provided everything that we need, and there is a woe on us. Oh, there's a horrible woe upon us if we do not take heed to the gospel of Jesus Christ. Now, let us look at something in Matthew chapter 18, verse uh, real quickly. Matthew chapter 18. And we're going to read from verse 23. Now, I hope you're there. Matthew 18. We're going to read from verse 23. And it says, Therefore, the kingdom of heaven is likened unto a certain king which would take account of his servants. And when he had begun to reckon, one was brought unto him which owed him 10,000 talents. But for as much as he had nothing not to pay, his Lord commanded him to be sold, and his wife and children and all that he had and payment to be made. The servant therefore fell down and worshiped him, saying, Lord, have patience with me, and I will pay thee all. Then the Lord of that servant was moved with compassion and loosed him and forgave him the debt. Now, that is what Jesus has done for us. We have nothing to pay. I mean, we're broke. We have nothing to pay, nothing that we can do. But Christ has paid the debt. He has done all for us. Now, notice now, verse 28. But the same servant went out and found one of his fellow servants, which hold him an hundred pence. And he laid hands on him and took him by the throat, saying, Pay me that thou owest. And his fellow servant fell down at his feet and besought him, saying, Have patience with me, and I will pay you all. And he would not, but went and cast him into what? Into prison till he should pay the debt. So when his fellow servant saw what was done, they were very sorry and came and told unto their Lord all that was done. Then his Lord, after that he had called him, said unto him, O thou wicked servant, I forgave thee all that debt, because thou desirest me. Shouldest, thou, shouldest not thou also have compassion on thy fellow servant, even as I had compassion on thee? And his Lord was wroth, and delivered him to the tormentors, till he should pay all that was due unto him. So likewise shall my heavenly Father do also unto you, if you from your hearts forgive not every one his brother his trespasses. So the Lord delivered him unto the tormentors. That is that prison house. Delivered him unto his own self. The sins that are within him, that, that bitterness that is within him is a torment. That bitterness will torment him in hell. And we're going to see that in a moment. That unforgiving spirit, that anger that is in you, my brother, is like a worm in you that will destroy you in hell. It will torment you. Right now, if we hold that kind of spirit, it is a torment. We do not know peace, but God give us grace, and we don't feel, we don't feel the full effect of our sins today. But in hell, Lord of mercy, we're going to feel that torment. And that's why the woes are pronounced in the New Testament era, because of the light that God has shined upon us, dear friends. 
And so we have it now in Isaiah chapter 24. Isaiah chapter 24, verse 22. It says, and they shall be gathered together as prisoners are gathered in the pit. Notice now, and shall be shut up in the prison. And after many days shall they be visited. Come on now, present truth believers. You know where this applies. This is speaking about the second resurrection. Those who are lost will be gathered together as prisoners are gathered in a pit. Shut up in the prison. That prison is your own self. Yes, it is, it is the grave, but it is sin and death. Yes, the grave, sin and death. Years. And it says, after many days now, you're going to get a visitor. Oh, somebody's going to come. His name is called Jesus. And he's going to come the third time. And he's going to raise the wicked dead. And then there will be what? A hundred years of torment. We know as present truth believers that when hell begins, it, be, it, it will last for a hundred years. Not a hundred years of fire you know, burning in a lake. No, but we know inspiration says that we will live for how long? A hundred years. Isaiah chapter six, verse five says, then said I, woe is me for I am undone. Lord of mercy, if we should be on the other side, if we should be lost when grace is so freely given, when the blood of Christ have flooded this earth, when Jesus have done all, woe unto us. We're lost. Ezekiel 16, verse 23 says, And it shall come to pass after all thy wickedness. Woe, woe unto thee, saith the Lord God. Heavenly places, page 37. Heavenly Places, page 37 says, no greater gift can be bestowed upon man than that which is comprehended in Christ. A neglect to lay hold of the priceless treasure of salvation means the eternal ruin of your soul. The peril of indifference to God and neglect of his gift is measured by the greatness of his salvation. God has done to the uttermost of his almighty power. The resources of infinite love has been exhausted in devising and executing the plan of redemption for man. God has revealed his character in the goodness, the mercy, the compassion, and love manifested to save a race of guilty rebels. What could be done that has not been done in the provisions of the plan of salvation? If the sinner remains indifferent to the manifestation of the goodness of God, if he neglects so great a salvation, what can be done to touch his hard heart is the question. And the answer comes, nothing. Nothing can be done if we neglect so great a salvation. And the other question come, why is this salvation so great? We have it in Luke chapter 15, the parable of the lost sheep, the parable of the lost coin, the parable of the prodigal son. In the parable of the lost sheep, 
we see Jesus working for us. In the parable of the lost coin, we see the Holy Spirit working through the church. In the parable of the prodigal son, we see the father working for lost humanity. The three, the triune God, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit working to deliver you, and yet we harden our hearts. That is why there is a woe. I say, Lord of mercy. Now let us take a look, a quick look, at what is gonna happen in the time to come. I mean, right now, there's distress upon the land. There's trouble upon the land. And you know, some people taking their lives right now because, and it's a serious matter. People committing suicide, taking their lives because they, they can't feed their family or, or something, the enemy takes them out because the stress, the pressure is just too much, the, the pressure of life. That's why when Jesus came, he says, follow me, take up the cross, follow me. I'm gonna show you how to live. Follow me. But if we seek to follow our own will, our own inclinations, and keep bitterness in the soul, keep sin in the soul, that will be our torment in the world to come. Inspiration tells us that after the second resurrection, Men will be alive for a hundred years. We don't know the full details, what it all will be like, but as present truth believers, we know that it'll be horrible for, to know what we know and not end up in that glorious land. So the peril of indifference to God, the peril of indifference to God and neglect of his gift is measured by the greatness of salvation. In Isaiah chapter 65, verse 20, it tells us that they shall be no more thence an infant of days. Speaking about the hundred years now, they shall be no more thence an infant of days, nor an old man that hath not filled his days, for this child shall die an hundred years old, but the sinner being an hundred years old shall be accursed. So the trumpets are sounding louder than ever before. The gospel trumpets. Thank the Lord for the trumpet. You know, I, I like the way that, that the, the word of God brings it to us. It, it, the word of God calls it a trumpet. And when you hear a trumpet sound, I don't care where you are, that trumpet is gonna penetrate. You're gonna hear it. You could be hiding somewhere, but when the trumpet sound, you hear it. And so this is how loud the gospel is being proclaimed to us today. When we study the word, when we study inspiration, the gospel is sounding loud. And so we know that by the grace of God that the kingdom is gonna come, is gonna come. And then Jesus will come the second time. Then there will be a thousand years millennium. Then there's a third coming, which I look at as the beginning of hell knowing that we are lost and away from Christ. 100 years. And then when the 100 years expires, inspiration tells us that fire will come down and destroy the wicked 
which to me is the climax of hell. But the, the true hell to me is not necessarily the lake of fire. You see, the lake of fire really just take them out their misery. That is all. It is to live at that time knowing that you're lost. And the seed, the evil seed that is within us at that time will come to full-blown maturity. And if we think that we're delicate right now and humble and nice, and we have not accepted the grace of God, when there's no spirit over there, no spirit of God over there, you will come to a full-blown sinner with no grace to help you along. And so Hosea chapter 9, verse 12 says, Woe also to them when I depart from them. Now, dear brothers and sisters, this is the trumpet. The trumpet says, woe, woe, woe in the New Testament era. It's sound in your ears, and it, it, it is sounding in my ears and yours. These trumpets. The second advent, of, the, the, the first advent of Christ, and how he laid down his life for us. Now, in Luke chapter 12, verse 47 and 48, it says, And that servant, which knew his Lord's will, and prepared not himself, neither did according to his will, shall be beaten with many stripes. But he that knew not, and did commit things worthy of stripes, shall be beaten with few stripes. For unto whosoever much is given, of him shall be much required. And to whom men have committed much, of him they will ask the more. Now look at the message. And you and I must confess that God has committed much to us. More than what the church have. We have the present truth. We have the advanced truth. We have all that they had in the New Testament. We understand the sanctuary. We, we understand all of these things. And now we have the rod message. God has committed much to us, and we know the Lord's will. We need to prepare ourselves because the, the scripture says we will be beaten with many stripes if we're lost. Now I'm just going to take two minutes, Brother Smith, and close up. I know I only have about 15 minutes left. So I'm going to take uh, two minutes and close up. Early writings, page 292. When the wicked was raised up, when the wicked was, was raised up by Christ, it says, in terrible, fearful majesty, Jesus called for the wicked dead, and they came up with the same feebly, sickly bodies that went into the grave. What a spectacle, what a scene. At the first resurrection, all came forth in immortal bloom, but at the second, the marks of the curse was visible upon all. And then they arise when one long, long protracted wail of agony. As they flee to hide from the presence of the king, king of kings and the Lord of lords. One long protracted wail of agony. Then Jesus and the holy angels accompanied by the saints, again go to the city and the bitter lamentation and wailing of the doomed wicked fill the air. 
I pray by God's grace that not one of us will be there or this will be fulfilled upon us. That's why, I, I, by the grace of God, I speaking to you this evening. Because the Lord has shown us in his word that it will not be a lovely thing to be lost knowing what we know. That's why when Christ was here, he says, woe unto thee, Chorazin. Woe unto thee, Bethsaida. Because of the, if the mighty works were done in you, that was, was done in Sodom, that was done in you, they would have repented long ago. Now in Mark chapter 9, verse 43 and 44, says, and if thy hand offend thee, cut it off. For it is better for thee to enter into life main than having two hands to be cast into hell, into the fire that never shall be quenched. Where their worm dieth not and the fire is not quenched. The worm, the worm is that bitterness that is within you your, and your conscience, your conscience telling you that you have you have thrown away salvation. That worm will be in us and it will eat us and torment us in the hundred years if we're lost. I don't want to end up in that situation. So I'm praying by God's grace that the Lord will just keep opening my eye, opening my eyes to see my true condition. Because I know it's so easy to de deceive ourselves. The, the weakness of humanity, the sinfulness of humanity, I know is within me. And so I have to pray to God constantly, Lord, help me to see myself or who I really am. I'm telling you the truth. But the love of God, the love of God is great, dear friends. The love of God is great. I'm telling you, if we're lost, it is because we hold ourselves. We hold ourselves in chains. Because we choose to. All right, so let us close now. Let us close. At that time, there will be no smiles from God. And I'll just, I'll just close with this text here that says, Matthew chapter 25, verse 46. And these shall go away into everlasting punishment, but the righteous into life eternal. So I think I, I've made clear what that, what that punishment is. It, it is everlasting because it will continue. It will last. It will last from day one to 100 years. It will last, everlasting, until the fire come down. So the trumpets are sounding louder and louder than ever before. These truths constitute the gospel for today Remember his shed blood, dear friends. Remember the crowns that he wore for you. And may God bless you. Let us pray. Our Father, which art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thank you, Lord. Thank you for your grace. Thank you so much for the present truth. Lord, you have done so much for us. Help us not to exalt ourselves in any way, but to esteem others above ourselves. 
to live in the shadow of Calvary's cross, to examine ourselves daily. Please, Lord, continue to open our eyes to see. Help us to understand your will and to seek to do it, come what may, for your name's honor and glory. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Oh, yes. <laughs> Thank you very much, my brother. And um, I believe, and I can see you trying because of time to push this presentation further to yeah. so, so fit within the time. But I must tell you, we usually give <laughs> an opportunity to come again. I don't know what your week is like, what Amen. it like Sabbath. But if you cho so choose, let me know. You can complete it next Sabbath. We can discuss that. Let me know. Okay, we still have a few minutes, brethren. I don't know if there's anyone with a comment, a question, a thought. We wrap this up. Again, thank you, brother. Um, thank the Lord for the message that he has given us through you, my brother. Is there any question or thought in the presentation? Yes. Okay, go ahead. Let me release this. Go right ahead, my brother. Yes, brother Irvin, that's so beautiful. You know, I love every single thing about the slides, about the message, about how you present the message. I love it. Believe it. Right now, I would love to get those slides. You know, but I have a, I have a two question directly. I'm gonna put it out directly, and then you know, you could answer it. You talk about the vaccine. Now, I'm asking you the question. Um. Would you take the vaccine? And if you will take the vaccine, could you tell me the reason why? And if you would not take it, I would like you to tell me the reason why you would not take it. Now, that's the two questions in one I give you there. And then the second one is about the Sunday law. You are saying that the Sunday law is something that we're looking forward for, yes. But what, what kind of protection does we have against the Sunday law? This is what I'm asking. I ask you this question because I want to hear what answer you're going to bring out to that. Because, uh, you know, I don't want to say what I have to say, but I want to, to give me some answer to that. Do you understand? Yes, yes. Okay, very good, very good. Okay. Yeah, so by the grace of God, I, I would not take the vaccine personally, by the grace of God. And um, the, the reason... The reason why, and I can't go into all the details, is, is that it, it takes a very long time to really evaluate a vaccine like this properly. It takes years, really, to, to get all the tests, to get all the tests done and the, the trials and so on, to see the, the, the effects. I mean, you, you, someone, if, if someone take that vaccine, it takes a long time to see all the side effects, everything that this, this vaccine is dealing with. And not only that, you, we do not know all the ingredients that is in this vaccine. But with all the vaccines I have, I have seen where they have really broke down a lot of people's um, immunity. It's... Uh, that is one of the reasons that I would not take it. Um, one of the ingredients I know is, uh, is, an, is a 
I think a shell animal from the sea, they, they have the blood of this shelled animal, sorry, this, 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 this the sea creature, forgot the, the name. I thought she was online, she probably could tell you the name, but the blood of certain animals are, are in the vaccine and there are other things that are there. And as present truth believers, you know, it's, it's not something that I feel comfortable with personally. I'm not, you know, this is just me personally. I don't feel comfortable with it because again, they, don't, they, they did not give a long, at their, the proper time to try this thing out. It's, it seemed like it's something that they want to push out as quickly as possible uh, because of everything that is going on. So I know that by the grace of God, he would uh, take care of, of me, my family, because um, he has shown us a, a way to live so that we're not dependent upon the system. You know, if, if someone is in the system, it will be hard for them to actually refuse that vaccine, especially if they're in the health the health um, occupation, because I believe that is that is the first place that they want to push this this vaccine. Okay, yes, another question. Yes, you're asking what protection we have for on in the time of the the Sunday law, right? Yes. Yes. Well, <laughs> most definitely, it says Michael shall stand, right? So most definitely we have protection in that time. Uh, inspiration says it will be a time of trouble such as never before. So because the trouble will be so great, the trouble will be so great and it seems as if the enemy would want to crush us to pieces, Michael will stand for his people. So our protection is in Christ at that time. You know, um, so yes, that is, that is, that is basic. That's basically it. Our Christ is our protection. Okay, thank you, Brother Richie. Quickly, our time is running out. Oh, oh, thank you, Brother. Thank you so much, Brother uh, Francis, for your presentation. I really do appreciate it. Um, oh, well, first of all, I'd like to 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 um kind of um one of the one of the readings that you did. It's in um it's in track five. Track five, page 60, the paragraph two, it says, Christ's mission being, being to bring deliverance from the prison house of sin and death, the bottomless pit. And to do so, and to do so through the preaching of the gospel, the key. And during your presentation today, you keep emphasizing that, which I'm so grateful for. Because a few weeks ago, we had a, a discussion about the fact that we must overcome, overcome sin in this life. For us to make it to the kingdom, we must overcome sin in this life. And I think you can reinforce that today in your presentation that we have to overcome sin. And you went back to the bottomless pit a couple of times, which I can indeed appreciate, brother. I really do appreciate that. And I hope that those that's listening would also appreciate it, that the fact that we can today in this life overcome sin because Christ told us we can. He says, he says in Jude, now unto him who is able to keep you from falling. Okay? And that falling there happened because of sin. And, and look, there's no doubt that we were born with a tainted nature. Our nature does gravitate towards wrongdoings. That's what we do because we were born with it. But it's not an excuse for us to keep sinning. 
It's not an excuse because God has given us the power if we choose to overcome sin. And there's, a, there's another part that you touched on, which I'll just like to reiterate on just a bit because I really appreciate it. Um, you, you, know what, you know, I asked myself the question, what is our work? What is our work today? What is the closing work for us today as Davidians? What's really the closing, closing work for us? I'm going to read a statement from Education, page 225. It says, character building is the most important work ever entrusted to human beings. And never before was its diligent study so important as now. Why is it so important now? Because Christ is waiting for his character to be reproduced in his people. But you see, the thing about it is that the fact that some of us think about the Sunday long when it comes and what's going to happen. When we go to the chart that talk about the harvest period and the close of, and the close of probation, and we see what time Ezekiel 9 happens. Ezekiel 9 happens before the woman sits on the head. So we have to make sure that our lives are right, right in Christ, living in Christ. And we can only do it through him, faith in Christ. And that's all I'd like to just reemphasize, my brother. Thank you so much for your presentation. And I can't wait for you to do another one to this. Amen. Okay, thank you very much, my brother. And um, everyone, all your questions. At this time, we're going to go to brother um, Errol Older, who will lead us through our uh, Vespers. And um, when we are through, if Brother Irvin can stick around a little while longer, we'll have him address those questions for us. Thank you. All right, thank you very much, Brother Smith. And I enjoyed the presentation also, even as I am about to do my Vespers. And the Vesper is taken from Child Guidance page 51 and paragraph three onwards. And it's entitled, later used by him in his teaching. The great teacher brought his hearers in contact with nature that they might lighten, that they might listen to the voice which speaks in all the created things. And as their hearts became tender and their minds receptive, he helped them to interpret the spiritual teachings of the scenes upon which their eyes rested. The parables by means of which he loved to teach lessons of truth show how open his spirit was to the influence of nature and how he delighted to gather the spiritual teachings from the surroundings of daily life. The birds of the air, the lilies of the field, the sower and the seed, the shepherd and the sheep. With all these, Christ illustrated immortal truth. He drew illustrations also from the events of life, facts of experience familiar to the hearers, the living, the hidden treasure, the pearl, the fishing net, the lost coin, the prodigal son, the houses on rock and the sand. In his lessons, there was something to interest every mind, appeal to every heart. Thus the daily task, instead of being a mere round of toil, bereft of higher thoughts, was brightened and uplifted by the constant reminders of the spiritual 
and the unseen. So we can teach, let the children learn to see in nature an expression of and the wisdom of God. Let the thought of him be linked with bird and flower and tree. Let all things seen become to them the interpreters of the unseen and all the events of life be a means of divine teaching. As they learn us to study the lessons in all created things and in all life's experiences show that the same laws which govern the events of the things of nature and the events of life are to control us, that they are given for our good, and that only in them can we find happiness and success. As we go through our week, let us remember child guidance, page 51, paragraph three and onwards. These show us that as Christ taught, he was able to bring his hearers in contact with nature so that as they look at nature, they can be reminded of the things of God. And when we, con when we consider seriously, whenever we go outside and we look around, we're surrounded by the things of God. And when we look at these things, we can come to no other conclusion that someone great created all these things. No ordinary person can create the sky, can make a tree grow and blossom and bring fruit, can cause the animals to sing like the birds and so on. All these things remind us of the greatness of God. And as the brother was reminding us that we need to go back to country living when we were in the country, we were surrounded by all these things and we come to realize the goodness of God. So as we go through this week, let us remember the goodness of God in all these great things that he created and that we can be reminded of him. Thank you very much. I have to do the prayer, Brother Smith. Yes, thanks. Okay, let us pray. Dear Lord and Master, we thank you very much for this wonderful week that you have given us and that have gone into eternity. Even as we are about to embark on the other on another week, we pray that your grace and your mercy will continue upon us. We thank you for our spirit lives and for all that you've done for us and all that you have provided for us. May you grant us that will, that courage that we need so that we can implement in our lives things that you have warned us that we need to, especially the country living. We know that it might be seem difficult, but as we put our foot forward, we know that you will make the way clear even as the Israelites, you told them to move forward as they were going over the river Jordan. As they step into the water and are part in front of them, we too know that whatever you've asked us to do, you can part the way so that it can be possible. Therefore, we thank you for your love and thank you for your mercy. In Jesus' holy and precious name. Amen. Amen. Thank you very much, Brother Harold. Holder. Lord bless you and bless the family. Thank you, brethren. We, Brother Irving, you're still there? Yes. Okay, I guess you'll spend a few minutes more with us. We have a few hands there still. Um, brother, just a minute. Yeah, we have Brother um, 
Not Brother Richie. Yeah, Brother Richard Lionheart. And then Brother Patrick and then Brother Smith. Brother Richard oh. Lionheart. Thank you very much, Brother Francis. Appreciate your fellowshipping and sharing with us. At the beginning of your presentation, you were showing a slide uh, that showed that the three last woes was referring to the New Testament. And in big uh, letters, you had one woe referring to the Old Testament. Could you tell us what that woe is or reference is for that woe so we can understand better that woe in the Old Testament? Right. Um, that, that woe, actually, I was using it to divide the, the Old Testament and the New. So maybe I need to make a change with that slide. So okay. no, there's, there's not a woe in the Old. I was just using the woe to divide the, the Old Testament and the New. So I thank you for your point, though. That can be confusing. So I'll definitely um, take that out. <laughs> thank you, that. brother. Thank you. Okay. God bless you. All Thank right. you very much. Brother Patrick Ramin, are you there? Okay. Brother Philip Smith. You need to unmute your line. Brother Smith. Okay, it's a problem from my end. But Errol, you have your hand up? No. Okay. No, I don't have my hand up. Okay. All right, we had Brother Patrick's hand up. We had Brother Smith. So we're not hearing from none of them. Brother Smith, is your, your mute, mic is mute. Philip Smith. All right. Brother Richie, did I lower your hand or you put it back up? No, I put it back up. Okay, go ahead. All right. Okay, Brother, Brother Francis. Um, you, in reference to the out of the city, as a reference to out of the city, what are, you, what are your suggestions in reference to order the city, if one was born in the city, raised in the city, have no idea about gardening because order the city means that you have to garden, you're producing your own food and the like, okay? What, what is your thought on one that has no experience in this particular, uh, uh, in, 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 in this area and they have lived all their life in the city? What would you, what would you, uh, Suggest to them. Okay, that's a, that's a very good question. I was talking to her brother earlier and we were talking about uh, country living. And he said, living in the country, one of the best things to start doing right now, if, you, if, you're, if you're seeking to go to the country and you don't know anything about it, is try to practice it where you are right now try to practice country living where you are right now. If you have a little space, or even if you just have a patio, get some pots and, and some gardening soil and really educate yourself and how to plant your seeds, how to start your seeds, um, how to take care of different 
plants, number one, that's just one aspect. And just really do some reading. And there's a, there's a lot of people also on social media that you can get a lot of ideas from. And you line up everything with inspiration, but you, you listen to others that have experience in it. You know, so we have a wonderful tool right now with social media where you can actually go and, and listen to certain people that, that, that's doing this thing and they're teaching you and you can learn a lot that way. And so the other, the first aspect really is to really pray and ask God for guidance and help because as you say, it's a new thing. You don't know anything about it. So the first thing is to really get on your knees and say, Lord, you call us to go into the city. And so if you call us to go, you're gonna provide the way and you, you, you have, you will, you will bless in such a way if I put my heart to it, my hands to it, that you would bless and give me the knowledge. So it's just like Solomon. Solomon prayed for knowledge. God didn't just download the knowledge to him. Solomon learned certain things by experience. He started to put his hand to it and he became the wisest man in the world. So it's a difficult thing at first, as you make known, as you, as you said, it's a difficult thing at first, but you know, giving it to the Lord and just going out by faith. You, we can't do anything haphazardly now. We can't just up and go. And one of the other things that we need to make sure of is that we are, we're, we're debt free. You know, when it comes to going in the country, God is able to help us out of debt if we really desire it because it's hard to go there and, you know, you have to, work away to pay all the credit cards and these things that you owe. That's, that's gonna be a difficult thing. So it's to work hard right now, ask God for a way. He will show you a way. You know, um, there, there, there may be someone even that you can uh, join with, that you get along good, you, know, you, you guys get along good together, that you can join with and you guys can help each other. You know, so debt free, Number one, because it's hard to go there and still be surrounded by so much, so much debt. So there's a lot more, but I hope that answered your question to a certain certain point. Yes, um, yeah, I, 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 I'm so thankful for your input, and um, I really do appreciate that. I really do appreciate your input there. Um, I see some other hands, so I'll give someone else a chance. Thank you, sir. Okay, Brother Smith, go ahead now. Yes. Uh, Brother Irvin, Brother Smith. Hello, Brother Smith. Now I'm listening to your presentation, a wonderful presentation in words, but when I look at track five and I listen to what you're saying, I don't know if others have listened to it. Like you're telling me that the bottomless Hello, hello. You were trying to control you. Hello. Or in a propeller, or in a propeller, please mute your line. I have to move from my desk. Or in a propeller, please mute your line. Go ahead, Brother Smith. Yeah, Brother Arvin. When I listen to the presentation that you give you, 
it seems as though you're telling me that, well, the bottomless pit is within me. But when I go to Revelation 23 or track 5, pit 61, it says, since the bottomless pit of Revelation 23 is symbolical of the earth as a prison house, the earth as a prison house during the millennium, then the bottomless pit of Revelation 9-1 being identical must likewise be symbolical of the earth as a prison house at another time. So when you're making the statement that the bottomless pit is within us, would that be right? Well, um, yeah, you just have to put the you just have to put the statements together, because when inspiration says the bottomless uh, the bottomless pit is sin, sin and death. Am I correct? No, the bottomless pit is the earth. No, I'm talking from track 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 five. Right, that's where we are. Right now, in track five. Doesn't inspiration tells us that the, the bottomless pit is, is sin and death? Yes, it does, sir. Yes, it does. Amen. Right, right. So it, it's just to it's just to put the statements together and realize, and we know that it is sin that is in us, and that you know we we are on, we are in the earth. We the, the entire earth fell into sin. I believe the main point that inspiration is trying to get at in, in track five, um, talking about Jesus coming on earth now and, and, and opening, opening that pit. Right, right, to free his people. Right, to free his people. Right, so the thing that binds us, what binds us is sin. What entangles us is sin. The wages of sin is death. And yes, you know, sin is within us and we carry death in us also. So, and the scripture brings that out. So it's just to put them both together and just to grasp the spiritual meaning, the spiritual points that inspiration is trying to, to deal with, right? All right, thank you. It's a good thing I have the, 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 the track five to study okay. for myself. Right. Thank you. <laughs> and that is what everyone should do. Study track five for themselves. Right. Brother Graham, Mike Graham. Yeah, no, happy Sabbath. I know it's Sabbath and some some Sabbath and some part Sabbath is not in the, that we are at. So happy Sabbath and now uh, happy new week. <laughs> um brother brother uh, Richie. I was asking a question about um, country living. But uh, one of the things that we got to remember, we have enough information out there, but I heard made mention of uh, social media and all that stuff, but there's so, there so many different sites like YouTube University, which I termed it. You can learn so much from it. So I, I believe that it, it, it behooves us if we really want to go into the country is to you know, exercise our mind with the different platforms that are out there. You know, uh, the Adventist church had some. They, um, from 
you know, a bunch of different people out there have different uh, way of going to country living. Because definitely I see where people make the move to go country living and end up uh, wasn't fully prepared and have to end, end up going back to their previous uh, place of abode. So yeah, it, be, it behooves us that we should um, make those um, uh, educational videos, you know, become a part of us. Um, with what brother um, Philip just asked, brother Irvin, pertaining to the the um, the the earth being the bottomless pit, and brother Irvin is saying you know you have to put both references together. Brother Irvin, I think we have to be careful how we um, how we word things because you know as another brother said something earlier. And you may mention that, you know, it's a, you know, it's good that he brought it out and you're going to change a slide or something. But yeah, we have to be careful how we word things because it can be misconstrued because of not understanding where you're coming from. So, and when inspiration did say, yes, inspiration said that and inspiration said this, but it's for us to understand how inspiration is said in the context of how inspiration is saying it. I agree. I agree, Brother Mike. All right, Brother Older, Harold Older. Yes, in terms of the bottomless pit, I'd just like to explain a little bit about that. What, what, what we have to understand is that the earth in itself, it is sin on the earth of itself that caused it to become the bottomless pit. And that is what Christ came to release his people from. He came to release his people from the sin that they're in. But the earth of itself is, is the, the sin and the earth of itself that causes it to become the bottomless pit. And in terms of country living, right now, um, myself and my wife, we were able to get a piece of land and we were able to move into the country and we build our own home here. Now, the thing about country living, sometimes you don't even have to plant. I got some papaw seeds from my, uh, in fact, I got a papaw from my mother-in-law. And I decided to put those papaw seed on a zinc outside to dry. And the rain came and blew them in the yard and they, this tree began to grow. And now I'm ripping papaw that people are passing on the road with even begging me for papaw. So sometimes you don't even have to know the plant. You could just throw these things in the yard and they would grow and you can rip from them. But as the brother was saying, you can always get advice from people who are in the area. I was living in the city and I started planting there from there when I experienced there that I'm now in the country. I can now carry this experience over into the country. So it's very easy. Once you have your mindset on doing whatever God says, whatever God advises you to do, you will make it because he, has, he is the one who told us that we must do it and he will provide a way. So we don't have to worry about any, every, anything. We just put it in God's hands and God will lead us and direct us. That is all I want to say. Okay, we have so, one, well, one more. So let, me, let me say something on that, Brother Smith. Yeah. Right, is uh, many times in, in your yard, certain seeds would, would blow and you see them spring up. But those will never, you can never survive that way. You really have to know what you're doing. 
Because if you're gonna plant a garden to take care of you and your family, you really have to educate yourself. Just as you have to read the Bible, to know the word of God so that you may share it with someone. You have to put mind, soul, and heart into it. I mean, you have to study and learn. And you will learn a lot of things by experience. So those who are in the country and really planting a garden, when you're planting your carrots, when you're planting your, your broccoli and, and, and your cabbages and, and so on, these plants need different uh you would say fertilizer, and you got to know what kind of fertilizer, what kind of minerals, potassium, mineral um, that, that these plants need. All these plants need different, different minerals to really grow well. Some need more nitrogen than some. So you have to know what you're doing. You have to know how to compost. You have to know how to take, get the, the natural things that's on your land and, and, and compost it and make good soil. You can't just put something in there or just, you know, by, by any whim, think that things gonna grow and you're gonna survive on it. Now, as I said, certain things, we call them, um, forgot the, the name, but, <laughs> but certain things, yeah, will grow on their own, but you'll never survive on those. You have to really know what you're doing. You have to take the time and learn. Right, Brother Richard is the last hand we have. Unmute your line, Brother Richard. Uh, thank you, Brother Francis, again. Uh, in regards to country living, I've seen being an agricultural teacher over the years that uh, it sounds easy to just tell people, yeah, go online and start reading and listening to what others say. Uh, and I've seen even university students that have a degree in agriculture come out and find their piece of land and try to farm it and yet struggle a lot because they, it's not just farming, but you have insects, you have weather, you have disease and all these other elements that come with that. What I have learned to see for people that are really convicted by the Holy Spirit to go into the country and obey what the Spirit is saying is to first pray about it, of course, and second, to make sure you have a little bit of finances to help you afford uh, this vision, and three, to look online and look at the brothers that already have land or farms or even Adventist communities that are seeking for help. And the best way to learn is when you submit yourself as a servant to help another, and they will teach you from their experience how to farm wherever you end up, whether it's east, south, north, or west, because every one of those areas require different rules and attention. So uh, that would probably be the way that to go at this day and age, because we're so close to the end. Now, my question is to you, brother, is you mentioned something about the, uh, the Banking for All Act, and we all see the way that things are going in the direction of a cashless society. I was asking uh, what your experience and knowledge and understanding is as where Sister White says, for those of us who have homes or properties, 
to pray about it and to sell before there's a time where we cannot sell so that we invest in heaven or not. That's been problematic for some of us who do have that because we don't some, you know, we pray about it, I'm sure, but it's hard to know exactly when to sell and where to uh, give the money and how to go from there, you know, do you go live in your car or things like that. So I know it takes a lot of prayer, but it is uh, an issue that I think would probably need some more clarification on. And secondly, for those of us, uh, who have money in the bank and things like that uh, in regards to uh, trusting God and giving it all to invest in the kingdom and, and, and you know, moving into a more simpler lifestyle. It's, it's really an issue that has uh, needs a little bit more clarification, especially in my life. And I've been praying about it for many years, but I don't seem to quite quite grasp the uh, leading of the Holy Spirit in that area other than what I've mentioned and Sister White speaking about it and in the fact that we are pressured now by the fact and the knowledge that we have that the money is going to become cashless. So I was wondering if you had a little bit more light in that subject matter so that we as children of God can uh, fulfill God's will a little bit more clearly instead of going blindly or running on emotions. Thank you, brother. Right. Now, the, as far as your question, which is a, it's a good question, and it's a personal question, and it's one that God alone can answer for you, because when inspiration says that we need to pray that we may know when, it's like, I would not be able to tell you, and no one will be able to tell you. The Lord himself will be able to tell you. So as long as you have that willing mind to follow the Lord, and you keep yourself connected to him, he will communicate to you when the time is right. So if you do not feel the moving of the Holy Spirit as yet, to do anything like that is because God has not shown you yet. So mm -hmm. keep it before him and keep it before the Lord in, in prayer and know that he will fulfill his word to you. He will make it known to you when the time is right. Keep watching and praying, all right? And the Lord will, will show you. So if you, don't, if you don't feel it now, it's because God has not showing to, showed it to you as yet. So the fact that you bring it up and you're concerned about it tells me that you're bringing this thing to the Lord. Just wait upon him in his time and he will make it known. Thank you, brother. I appreciate it. A question in signing off is, uh, in regards to country living, I've heard many people from cities that are wanting to move out in the country. And I was wondering if you or anyone online knows if the video has a sort of a newsletter or a forum that shows brethren that are uh, in need of help or trading and things like that, you know, that would help us out as a community uh, so that people will have a better choice and maybe an opportunity to go out there and minister or know of a 
Adventist community that has open doors for people to come in and help them farm. And where would they go to look for things like that? And so I was wondering if there was something that would be informative and helping, especially in the subject of country living, those that are in a city looking for a way to go out. Is there anything that we as the video can do, or is there any uh, place online that you know of that would help some of these people uh, advertise for help or find help or people that need help, you know? Yeah, uh, that is a question. Uh, maybe Brother Smith can shine some light on that and uh, uh, the ministers and the video can shine some light on that. If there's anything in the, in the video community that, that are seeking to, to do something to help out our brothers and sisters. I'm not, I'm not sure, Brother Smith, if you want to tackle that question. Mm. Um, the only thing I can say is that um, <clears throat> the message tells us, as you rightly quoted, um, the entering wedge, what our position should be in removing from the cities and getting to the country. The association does have their brethren that are living in the country where they are there. But as to having a place where we all should gather together and um, colonize, the prophet spoke against that. But that does not mean that um, we are not to take the advice that inspiration gives to move into the country. And as you rightly said, um, you can, we can get get together with each other if we want to and 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 work it out, but there is not a there is not a formal program in the association for that. No, it's not. And to the first question that he asked concerning um, when to sell and so on, the Lord did not leave us ignorant about that. He told us that it's a, it's a process. Uh, the prophet quoted um, early writings, page 57, in 10 symbolic code number one. He quoted early writings, page 57, which shows that if we ask the Lord, he will tell us when and how much. But if we don't ask him, actually, let me just read this, this, this paragraph she says here. I saw that if any had, I saw that if any held on to their property and did not inquire of the Lord as to their duty, he would not make duty known. So you have to inquire when you have. And if you don't inquire, you will not make duty known. And they would be permitted to keep their property. And in the time of trouble, it would come up before them like a mountain to crush them. But then a little later on in the same statement, we are told, um, I also saw that God did not require all of his people to dispose of their property at the same time. But if they desired, if they desired to be taught, he would teach them in a time of need when to sell and how much to sell. Some have been required to dispose of their property in times past to sustain the advent cause, while others have been permitted to keep theirs until a time of need. So 
as you rightly said, my brother, it's a relationship with the Lord. But as I said, it's, it's, it's progressive. In the same statement, the prophet was showing that um, it begins with faithfully returning your tithes and offering, doing what you should be doing now by faithfully returning your tithes and offering. And by doing that, the Lord will further tell you what next to do. So do what he's asking you to do now. And those who are faithfully doing that, he will show them what to do next. Hey, and Brother Smith. Brother Smith, Brother Graham here. Yeah, go ahead. Um, pertaining to the, um, the asking the Lord and the Lord telling you, I would add not only that he will tell you, sometimes he may not uh, tell you like that, but he'll show you when. Well, I think that yeah. same thing, that is what is meant by telling, yeah? Well, not, well not really, because um, some people will be listening for an audible voice or, you know, no. or something or, you know, so I'm just adding the word showing because I give an example. Right now, it's, uh, you, 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 you got to watch the market. You've got to see, if it's on your mind to go to the country, if it's on your mind to go to the country, you got to watch the, um, the, 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 the market. If you have a house that you want to sell, you want to go to the market, you got to watch the market and see when it's a seller's market or a buyer's market. And by so doing, you're always going to sell when you have the equity to get rid of the house and you still have that equity to move forward into country living. Mm. So you have, to, you have to keep your eyes open on the market so you can yeah. know when. Because it's already on your mind to go to the country. It's just that the, the, uh, the opportunity does, is not presenting itself at the moment. So you got to watch and see. Yeah, All right. Well, brethren, <laughs> our evening, I can say it was not spent in vain. We were, we were given things to look into, as Brother Smith rightly said, <laughs> for us to be like the Berians, go and check to see what, whether these things are so and be encouraged by what we heard. I'm sure that the both presentation this afternoon are encouraging us not to be playing with our soul salvation at such a late hour as this. You were hearing me. I have a question that I would like to ask Brother Irvin. Okay, go ahead. Yes, um, Brother Irvin. Um, you're saying you have to get out of the, the, the cities, which I know, and I'm you know, looking forward planning to do that. But I'm asking the question is, uh, is it better to go out of the towns into the country areas in the United States of America or to go back to our country? Or to go back to our country or, um, you know, our islands and so forth? Because B... Um, Sister White said, I cannot put my finger on it now, but um, she said, we are going to sorry that we did not leave the shores of America. So, you know, could you give us some um, highlight on that, please? Thanks. Okay. Um, I remember Brother Hatif said that, you know, uh, America, there's, there's a lot of opportunities in America. This is where, you know, the, the gospel is, is sounding so wonderful in America. America is a place of wonderful opportunity. The, as far as going to a country that you may come from, whether Jamaica or Philippines or wherever, that, that really depends on your research. You, you have to research and see what would be better for you and your family. And what is the reason 
that would that you would want to go to another country and not stay in this country? What is the reason? Um, make sure that there is no fear that is driving you, and it, it could if you if if we understand certain things that the, the Lord has given to us, you know. Um, he called all of us to be medical missionaries, number one. And in those third world countries, if, it, if your reason is to go and serve, that you see a better opportunity there to serve and to be more spiritually uplifted with the Lord, then, then you have to make that choice. Okay, so country living, the, the main thing that God is seeking to do for us with country living is to really seek spirituality, and to really draw near to Christ. So again, mm -hmm. it depends on your research, whether mm -hmm. you see that it'll be better for you and your family here or better for you and your family there. And if you can really work for the Lord better over there or over here. But really, I, I think our sister's question stems from a statement that is circulating. Right, I know mm -hmm. that question. I, yes, think, I think someone, I think at one point I heard that it was A.T. Jones that really, yeah, yeah. that really made that statement. That if you I do really not believe wife, America, A.T. Jones that made that okay. statement. That if you do not, if you do not leave the shores of America, you're going to be sorry that you right. The trouble comes. Right. Yeah. Sorry that you remain. But then, as yeah. I read that, I, I, you see, they did not have the light in the kingdom, and. Okay. Um, <laughs> While, you, while we may take that statement to be literally, to apply it now, literally that you need to get out of America before these difficult times come, we need mm -hmm. to take into consideration also that the Lord showed that he's going to establish a kingdom which will get you out of America. And at that time, if you do not leave, <laughs> to mm -hmm. make sure close on you, then yes. that statement applies perfectly. Yeah. Yes. But, but as we see the way things are right now, Difficulty is everywhere. It's going to be in America. Oh, yes. it's, it's, right. it's out there in the third right. world country. Only kingdom you to cannot save us. really escape it. You cannot really escape yeah. the, the difficulty and the pressure because they're going to put pressure on you. I've, I've seen a lot of people, you know, with COVID-19, how they put pressure on them in Jamaica. I mean, they were throwing people in jail for not wearing a mask. Mm -hmm. That's in Jamaica. <laughs> throwing them in jail for not wearing a mask. So in, you yeah. might feel more pressure out there than here. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Brother Smith, I was just going to say, um, yeah, like Brother Evan say, it's up to the individual what they see best for their family. But um, I know, you know, listening to people, and they rather suffer in their own country because uh, when the rubber hit the road, they can uh, deport you, they can throw you out, whichever country you are in, whether it's in Africa, in America, in Australia, wherever, they can throw you out. But in your own country, they can't they can throw you out. So people, mm -hmm. I heard people say that they rather suffer in their own country. And then again, if you're living in the country area, you are away from what Brother Irvin is talking about, people throwing, get thrown into jail by being fined for not wearing certain something. When you're in the country, you are away from people, right? Mm -hmm. And so you are protected by nature so to speak so right. and, and 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 america i know you have georgia i live in georgia um it do get cold in georgia you know we have this sometimes we have this snow ice storm and all this stuff 
pass through right. Georgia. And right. you, it's not like you can plant any and anything. When winter right. comes, that's right. it. Unless you Amen. build a greenhouse. Unless you build a mm -hmm. greenhouse. But if you go, so like I'm from Jamaica here. So if I go back to Jamaica, then guess what? I can plant year round and I don't have to worry about, mm -hmm. you know, bundling up and I have to have heat. You know, the other day Amen. I saw pass through Georgia and mm -hmm. millions of people lost power. Guess what? If you don't have a if you don't have an outhouse in the sense of a, a kitchen outhouse or um or a, a, a wood burning stove or or such the like, um you're the luck. Or you, if you have a gener if you don't have a generator, but in, in in places that are closer to the equator, then all you have to do is just go to get some coal, get some wood, and you're good. In America, it's mm -hmm. not the same. So it's up to really up to the individual if they want to stay here which inspiration say that um, America is where you would want to be. But again, when, it, when time comes, when the, and, and this COVID is a perfect example. You see, right now, right now I'm in North Dakota and the governor passed a law that if, you, if, you, if they catch you without a mask out there in public, it's a $1,000 fine or imprisonment. Mm. But, and because mm. you're here, you have to go to the store to go buy stuff. You can't, you don't plant your own stuff. Right? Mm -hmm. So guess what? You have to go this way. You have to abide by what they're saying. Even though you know that wearing the mask is actually destroying your immune system because you're breathing that carbon dioxide back into your system. Mm -hmm. It's against even OSHA. OSHA is the one that passed that you're, only, you're supposed to breathe so much parts per million of carbon dioxide. And you're breathing that carbon dioxide from, your, from the mask that you're wearing. It's going against what OSHA's regulation says. Yeah. All right. So, you know, um, time will tell. Yeah. Dad, you again. Amen. Right. <laughs> yes, you Yeah, Bert. Yes, go ahead, Kurt. Yeah. Your mother, I don't know if she heard right or wrong, but I just want you to clear this up. Because she said she heard that you call the Adventists uh, Gentiles. Is that right or is that wrong? <laughs> no. What I know Adventists are, they are Israelites. Yeah, they call themselves Gentiles. So I don't know if you made a that mistake. Was in, that, was in, that was in Brother David's study. A question was asked as to who are Gentiles and um, yeah. if we can refer to the church as Gentiles. But what we saw was that Gentiles represent the lost. And what I said was that... Um, Gentiles, you cannot call God's people Gentiles because, um, yes, you would have Gentiles lost, but you will also have, and somebody else elaborated more on that, you would also have God's people who are Israel that are unfaithful that will be lost. So, no, the church, you cannot, it's just, and, and somebody even elaborated that you cannot call the church Babylon. So, right. it goes together. The church. Right. I know, Gentiles, I know. Gentiles I, spoke, are I spoke to brethren in the church and they said they are Gentiles. Well, in that sense, in that sense, because what the text actually said, as Brother Davis was reading, is that the Lord will be calling the Gentiles to his kingdom. It's Gentiles that will go to the kingdom. And Paul did tell us that uh, if you are Christ, then are he heirs uh, according to the promise. You're Abraham's seed and heirs according to the promise. So Gentiles become God's people. 
But but it's not. But it's the sense of Gentiles. But not 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 the. We are talking about the present. We are talking about the present. Can I ask a question? Just now, just now. Go ahead. The brother asked if those that do not accept the message, if they are called Gentiles. Mm-hmm. That is how the question came up. Right, and so the answer. And that then we... you were you were fumbling, fumbling, saying this, and then you said, "Well, could be or yes or something to that effect." Because no. the brother asked if they're not if they don't accept the message. All right, but what 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 we said is that um, you cannot call God's people Gentiles, even though they're going to be lost. You cannot refer to them as Gentiles. Because they were, they, they, they were they're God's people. God does not refer to his church as Gentiles. But two things are coming out there. There are Gentiles in the church. Literally, there is Israelites who were born Israelites. And there are those who were not born Israelites, but were Gentiles that accept the gospel. And through Christ, they become Israelites. So in that sense, yes, there are Gentiles in the church that became Israelites. But then what we were saying is that those who are lost from the church, you would not refer to them as Gentiles. You will refer to them as those Israelites that are lost because the church is referred to as Israel. I think that was what the discussion was. Let me follow up. Let me follow up on what you're saying. Now, if we go back to chapter 9, page 56, yeah. where um, inspiration did mention that um, not only that there are Gentiles coming into the kingdom, but also... The Israelites that have been lost, have been lost sight of, they will also be coming in. So right. likewise, in the church, we have to remember that when we talk about Israelites, especially the 144,000, we're talking about Israelite bloodline. Right. And if you're not bloodline, you are a Gentile. Right. But, it, but, but like Brother Simit says, the Gentiles can accept Christ as their personal Savior, and they're grafted into Israel. Amen. So... Those that are going to be cut down in Ezekiel 9, yes, there's going to be some Gentiles that are cut down because they're not bloodline Israelites. And also, and if, you, if, if, if there's an Israelite that did not accept the message, will be cut down also. But in the, in the term of being a spiritual Israel of today, well, they will be considered as spiritual Israel. That's lost. If you want to look at it that way. But oh, yes, there are Gentiles church- and there is bloodline in the church. So right. when the church is calling themselves modern-day Israel or present Israel, or as you call it, right. are they wrong to say that? No, no, no. no. because we are, we are modern-day Israel. We are spiritual Israel. Israel. Right, it's quite referred to us as that. All right, thank you. Uh, <laughs> I guess I don't know if these are questions still for Brother Orvin, but I see Brother Marlon Archer and Brother Errol Orthorn. Go ahead, Brother Marlon. Quickly. Brother Smith. Yes. You should just answer the question. The brother, the brother just asked the question about Gentiles. Just no. The answer is no. The, the people that have not accepted the message in the church, they are not Gentiles. That's it. Right. No, he did not came out and say no. <laughs> they are not Gentiles. They, the sinners in Zion are not Gentiles. That's what right. They, or what? they are not. The, the answer is no. They are all Israel, but they are Israel. Israel. Amen. Amen. I believe that. That's what I believe. Brother Marlon Archer, go ahead, please, quickly. 
Yeah, I was saying concerning, we got to be careful of the advice we give given to the brethren concerning country living, because some people will just take it and in the wrong way and do things uh, outrageous, you know? Because when you're saying going back to Jamaica, going back to Jamaica is not an issue in being going to country. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. You can be in America and still have country living. Even in New York, you can still have country living. And it's not like Jamaica is a place to be or to run to. No, it's not a secure place. Gotta be wise, huh? Well, well, no, brother, and, well, and again, 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 no one was saying that you're going to run back to Jamaica or to the Philippines or to Guyana or wherever. As Brother Irving mentioned, that it's up to the individual what they decide that they want to do, what's best for their family. What I was saying pertaining to the climate is completely different. So if the person wants to go back to Jamaica, I can't tell them not to go back. If they want to stay here and find a country place in Georgia or in Alabama or wherever, you can live country living anywhere. But I was just bringing, I was just bringing out that the climate is completely different. Some people would rather go back and suffer in their country of origin than suffer mm -hmm. here in this cold place. <laughs> yes. Um, again, we have to be careful. Be careful what we are saying on, on the line because I hear somebody saying that um, masks don't help. Masks do help. And OSHA, OSHA will tell you that OSHA will tell you that for some job you have to wear masks. When I'm doing painting and spraying, I'm having my mask on for hours. You don't breathe in back carbon dioxide because the masks are not imper, imper, impermeable. You can still breathe through the mask. So, brethren, don't let us get carried away with this, with these um, what do you call it um, conspiracy theory about breathing back carbon dioxide with masks. Nothing goes like that. And masks. Let him finish. Let him finish. Let him finish. Let me finish. Mask do. Help, brethren. Mask help. They have proven. Amen. Help. And even Amen. when I'm spraying, when I'm spraying, mask help me, and I'm still breathing. Be careful, brethren. We don't want big, 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 big conspiracy theory, and and getting people in trouble. <laughs> okay. First of all, if you refer to me, I did not say mask did not work. I I I pointed out that OSHA have. How much parts per million of carbon dioxide one can breathe to become toxic? They're the one that put that out. But if Brother Hatton is talking about, hold on, hold on, hold on, brother, brother, brother Hatton, you just said your piece. Let me just say mine. Now, if you're wearing a mask that it is not like the the mask that you wear for painting that is breathable, it, it gives you that um um they have they have certain different kind of masks that they use for certain different things. I wear full face respirator. I wear half face respirator. I wear all that stuff. I I, I know the different level of um things uh micro micron that you um you know product you know the little the way they um say just say so brother Hawthorne, organism you do you do breathe you do breathe in back carbon dioxide if you're if you're not breathing straight out in the in the wide open you are breathing you're inhaling back some carbon dioxide and that's what i'm talking about i'm not saying that it doesn't work i'm not saying that i didn't but, say that but, but, but i don't but, think anyone that said it either but, but, but mike uh -huh. mask wearing of mask is not something new you know 
those doctors in 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 it's here in 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 in, in uh, um it's, it's it what they call it they when they're doing the operation theaters yeah theaters we yeah. are doing operation for hours hours and you have to wear masks so don't tell me hey, that mask. like i said like i said no one on the call not what i heard okay. i, I haven't yes. heard anyone say that mask did not work okay. i didn't hear anyone say that that settles it that settles it okay, so that's, that's, that's very good then that's very good. he said he didn't say it. so <laughs> all right good that's good that's i'm glad you 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 cleared that up okay brothers and <laughs> okay, sisters <good. laughs> there's no other hand and I guess we can say thank the Lord for the evening spent in his presence. And thank God Amen. for all the questions, the issues that were cleared up. We trust that they were cleared up. And we don't know whether, well, we'll see what the future holds. But may the Lord grant us all a pleasant, protective week. We go into this new week. May his mercies and his grace abound with us. Amen. But I seen it real quick. Um, um God, are we gonna because someone asked a question about um you know you know the, the country living can we especially like right now and more people are looking to go into the country area of living and stuff, can we as the association uh, put a call out there that uh brethren can come together and and uh, brainstorm and work with each other and so on and so forth. I think it's something that we need to do because we don't have it. Yes, yes, mm. yes. Who is saying yes? <laughs> what is your name? <laughs> what am I saying yes, I agree. <laughs> what is your name? <laughs> anyway. I think, I think, I think, um, Brother Simi, we can actually, from the association standpoint, uh, from, one, point, one, from one the association, have a thunder call. One of the things we all Amen. need to do. One of the things we all need to do is push our, push our effort, our all into this work, that we can get the kingdom quickly. <laughs> oh, I'm not included too. That is what is that 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 is what is greatly needed. Yes, we will go and shelter ourselves in the country, but our fellow men that are not able to go, God has the kingdom for them, and we are the ones that has the keys to bringing it as quickly as possible. And that's where we, our focus need to be. And I'm but, not saying that we should not go to the country, but I'm saying we need to focus more on the mission. Let's sign and cry and get this work finished. Because, because the old people is, is always coming in and so, so we'll, 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 be in the, we'll be in the city. So we are, we are thinking of Brother well, Hatton, you're breaking up, but I said, I said, God help those that are still in the city when, uh, when the rubber meet the road. No, get out of the city. <laughs> because the inspiration, city. Tell, inspiration no, tells no. us that we need to get out of the city. We need to work from the outpost. Yeah, but you can't just get out of the city like that. You just have well, to I, we know that. know where you're going. We know that. <laughs> we know that. And that's what I'm saying. Exactly. We need to, we need to exactly. put something together so that we can, we can discuss all this, all this stuff so that we can have the know-how and we can work together. Something to of look course. Into. Something to look into. That makes sense. Yeah. We need a as, newsletter. As, as the advice is, as the advice is, pray to the Lord and follow his, and follow his leading. But we need each other, Brother Hawthorne. Yes, we're praying, but we need each other. God didn't leave us as an island. 
We're social <laughs> beings. We should come together Amen. and work together. Amen. Amen. Absolutely. <laughs> it would be nice to have a newsletter that shows and uh, where people are needy and others have homes or place farms or need help or whatever, something to trade and share our ideas. It doesn't interfere with the work. If not, it glorifies the work even more, when, especially when someone is trying to obey the commandments that we have been advised to leave the cities. So putting ourselves in the positions of these people that are stuck in a city and want to move out, but it's scary to move out when you don't have knowledge or, uh, you know, it's fearful. So I, it would make it a lot easier if there was a newsletter of some kind that would show people the way for school. <laughs> It's not money. No, I totally agree. I totally agree. I totally agree, brother. Because you know what? If if we really come together and we have the thunder call, and we know that um, brother Irving down there in South Georgia have a plot that he's um he's gardening, and um, he can share his um share his knowledge with with others, can be invited over. Uh, wherever you are, brother Archer up there, he's always farming. He can we can invite brother into uh, Waco to show them the rope, how to do things. And they go back home with that knowledge. Mm. We can learn as we go, brethren. I mean, most people don't want to leave of the city because, because of driving. They don't want to drive far to work. But we, inspiration says we work in the city and, and, and live in the country. We can live in the country, but most people's hindrance is, is um, the driving situation. They don't want to drive 50 miles or 40 miles away. And that's the endurance to most people. But we have the privilege to do so, to live in the, in the country and work in the city. We just have to make the sacrifice, and God will bless. Amen. And then we, we learn while we're in the country. We learn. A Amen. Google is there for a reason. We can learn to guard and learn to do these things. But we need, we need to get away from our motives while we're still in the, in, this, in the country. Why? Is it because God has not blessed us to have the means to go to the country? And believe me, it's cheaper to live in the country way cheaper than, than in the city. Sometimes sometime I wonder what do we refer to as country, especially here in America? Because <laughs> you may go to some places and by the time you turn, a lot of houses spring up in your neighborhood. What are you referring to city? Exactly. Greedy, 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 I rise this hour, what living in a subdivision is not, I wouldn't consider that living in the country because you have a whole bunch yeah. of houses there and you, have, you don't have that much property to do what you would like to do. So um, you have to go out, as Sister White says, get a little piece of plot outside. outside. You don't want to be around a whole bunch of people where, you know, where you're living. Well, I think that, I, yeah, look, I think that one of the solutions in actually doing that as well is do you go and you buy a property? Mm -hmm. we, we, usually... Usually when you go to a, a place that's undeveloped, the, I think the, the, the cost of the property is usually cheaper. Depends on where it is. So if you oh, buy definitely. like a plot, you buy like two acres, or you buy how much acres. So if developers, if developers decide to come there, they, oh, they, you have your um, property. They cannot just take over your property. Yeah, they still have bay. Right? Yes, you still have that, 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 that plot that you, you bought, that's yours. So at the time when you see the, 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 the new subdivision start popping up around you, you can start to sell and sell so you can move out again. So you make sure you have enough, you acquire enough of the property or enough of a property 
you know, whether it's uh, two acres or five acres or 10 or whatever it is. So you'll be surrounded enough. You know, I think that's one of the good, one of the good ideas. Remember, remember, Virgin, country living is where you don't have the city laws binding you up and you can't do, you can't even burn fire. You can't even burn wood. You can't even burn grass because you're in the city limit. So you want to be outside of the city limit where you're not, um, you're not so governed by these city laws or these city um, ordinances. And let us and remember. Let me share this statement with us. Let me share this statement with us. A statement from um, early writing, page 47. No, sorry, entering wedge, page 47. You hear me? Yes. Okay. Entering wedge page 47, paragraph 1 and 2. The prophet said, Hence, if you must live in the city, who is this? Semanic, please meet your line. <laughs> if you must live in the city, if you must live in a city home, then rather than remain in the crowded district, let your dwelling be as far out and as much like the Eden home as possible. This you can do by having a neatly designed, well cared for garden and plants of all kinds artistically planted around the home. Always remember that city life is artificial and not in God's plan for his children today any more than it was for them in the days of Lot. That Amen. curse and destruction devour all the ancient cities and that they were finally buried deep under the ground. That the city evil today surpassed the evils of all times and that, and that doom mm. is as certain today as it was yesterday. That if you cannot now, and he says, if you cannot now move out of the city and if you wish to escape its doom and be found worthy to share the future blessings with the faithful, you have a task to perform. You must sooner or later at a moment's notice run away from it with hmm. your back against it. This you must do if you are in it when the call comes to you as it came to Lot. Yes. He came out, but with what a loss. Mm -hmm. He cannot afford to take a chance on faring no better than he did. So inspiration leaves room for those who cannot go into the city fully right now. Mm -hmm. what, in the country. In, what, right, into the country fully right now. But what inspiration is telling us is that we need to be thoughtful that we must, we must have this behind our head that this is not where we should be, that when the call comes for us to move, we should be willing to get up and move. <laughs> but at what a loss it can be. If you can go now, but you refuse to go, you would be losing. But at the same time, he's saying, there's some of us that may not be able to go all up in the woods. So what is our ad admonition? What is advising? Look for a place out of the city, way out of the city, and make it as far as possible as Eden. So take this also into consideration. Mm -hmm. well, Amen. Yeah, brother. Not for long. Uh, 
Um, but Irvin, I didn't comment about the, the question I asked. I just want to say this, not, not for no comment or anything. No, um, I talk, I asked about the vaccine and about suddenly law, but I didn't say nothing about it. I just asked. Now, the question about the vaccine, let me tell you why I asked you the question. Now, okay. we, you, give the, you give the thing about um, Daniel and his three big boys about faith. We're talking about faith and obedience to God. He said that um, we must obey the land, the law of the land, as long as it's not conflicting with the word of God. Now, this, now if you get sick and we have to carry you to the hospital, no, they give you first thing they might try to give you an injection or give you something. No, we're talking about the vaccine. I asked about the vaccine because I have a lot of things about that vaccine. Now, if they ask you to tell you to take the vaccine, we come up with suggestions that what the vaccine have and what the vaccine don't have and what the vaccine will do. But if it conflicted with the vaccine, is conflicted with the law of the with God's laws, God is saying obey the law of the land. Mm. Or if your family or somebody gets sick and they had to go to the doctor or they go to the hospital or that time, what would you do at that time? You don't know what kind of what they're going to give to you. These are some of the things by looking at are weighing evidence. So when you say that you're not going to take it, okay, that's your choice. When you say you're going to take it, that's your choice. But I am saying when we comment about faith now, faith is believing in what the Lord says. If I believe in the Lord said that to obey the law of the land, and I recognize that this is the law of the land. The law said this, and as long as it's not conflicting to what I believe, I believe we should obey the obey the law of the land. As long as it's not conflicting to God. So now I just no. Remember, I say I didn't. I just say this is what I I say. You know, that's all. I could go further than that, but that is all I wanted to say. Hello. Amen. Thank you. All right, brother. Brother. Carlo, it's you. Go ahead. Yes. Yes. Concerning the vaccine, right? The vaccine is in conflict with God's principle because you know what the vaccine is about and what is inside there and what it's going to do to us. Right? So, and we have been told that um, not to put an ounce of drugs in our system. Because drugs not not cure, but but um, kills the range of fine machinery and breaks down the constitution, right? And that quote is from um, um how to live um one sixty is one sixty, right? So therefore. This is um this vaccine thing is going against your own um beliefs, your own health. So I'm saying that you're not um disrespecting or disobey disobeying the laws of the land because it's has to do with your very life and you have to guard your very life. Because man not gonna um preserve your life here. But rather, they want to take your life. See, they want to take our take our life. Let, let me bring hey. up a scenario here, brethren. Let me bring but, up a scenario but, here. Okay. okay. Yeah. Hold but on. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. Now, here it is. Well, hold, hold on, there, brother. Here, here, here it is that a person gets into an accident, a bad but car, but a bad car crash. Line, 
right? A person gets into a bad, a bad car crash. You're a brother, you're the Davidian, whatever. You're not for, for any kind of drugs. You get into a bad car crash. You're knocked unconscious, okay? You're knocked unconscious. And here it is that the, the, the ambulance come and pick you up, take you to the hospital. And what are they trying to do? They're trying to save your life, right? Right? Is that true? Yes. They're trying to save your life. Yeah. So yeah. they use whatever method it, it needs at that point to save mm -hmm. your life. They're trying to preserve your life. So that's what they're doing. Sure. Because here it is, you're unconscious. You can't make a decision for yourself at that point. Mm -hmm. But these people are trying to pump oxygen into you, give you blood, give you whatever to save your life. That's what they're yeah, doing. Man. Okay? No. As the brother said earlier, Brother Ralph, I think, I think he's trying to make the point. Well, here it is. This thing is not saying to go against what God says. We don't know what's in that vaccine. None of us know. Well, well, personally, I don't know what's in there. Okay? I don't. I don't know what chemicals in there. I don't know what is in there. Okay? When a vaccine was made for, for uh, this disease that they're trying to get rid of right now, that's, it's almost out. I know it's in, it's in Africa, it's actually coming up, coming up again. It was one that they tried as well. And they say, hey, it worked. The thing is, like what Brother Ralph, I think Brother Ralph is saying, and I can understand what he's saying. If one chooses to, you have a choice. If you choose to accept it, you accept it. It becomes a law of the land. Say, Look, you shall accept it. Does it go against God? It goes against the will of God? I don't know. I think yes. each of us have to make our own decision in terms of whether we want to obey the law of the land, if it goes against God or not. You see, and I, I, I think that's what it turns out to be, as far as I see. Okay. And that's just my personal point. Okay. Um, when I said yes, it goes against the law of God. Uh, Virgin, go research MRC-5 and see what MRC-5 is, which is in the vaccination. There's a difference, Brother Richie, between the vaccine that they're speaking of today and you going to you get in an accident and they drug you up with morphine or whatever the case may be to you know for the pain or whatever. Two big two different yeah. things. We're talking yeah, about vaccine. we're talking about the vaccine that they're talking about now. And not just this vaccine, but other vaccine also have yeah. this MRC-5. I'm gonna to read to you what MRC-5 is. MRC-5 means medical research. It means Medical Research Council, that's the MRC, and the Cell Train 5. It is a deployed human cell culture line composed of fibroblasts originally developed from research deriving lung tissue of a 14-week-old aborted Caucasian male fetus. Yeah. Now, tell me, do you want that in your body? And it's not only aborted fetus babies that they have inside of that thing. They have a ton of other stuff, even pig pot. Good. So they also have swine things in it. Do you want that in your body? You see, the ingredients, the ingredients is there in a brethren. All you have to do is just go research these ingredients and see what they are. They're not going to tell that MRC5 is an aborted fetus. They're not going to tell that. They give it a fancy name. That's right. So what we need to do 
as a people is to take the ingredients that they put out there and go research what these ingredients are and say, do you want this in your body? Is this against God's order? Is this against God's principle? Yes, it is. So what do you do? Sorry. But Mike, but Mike, but Mike. Yes, sir. Does Brother Brother says there are time for medicine? Again. There are time for drugs. Again, let me go back. Let me go back to what I said earlier. Brother yeah. Let me go back to what I said earlier. Brother Richie brought up a scenario. You get in, you get in an accident, you take sick, you go to the doctor, they're going to pump you up with morphine to keep you stable they're gonna, for, for, for pain and all that stuff. That is not what we are talking about. Yes, right. it's just oh, talking about time for drugs. So, so may, it's may, may, that there's a time for so, vaccine. So, Brian Mike, may I ask you, what, what is in morphine? What is in morphine? Morphine is a, is cocaine. Morphine is cocaine. It's what it is what numbs the, the, the morphine, numbs the cells. It numbs it so that you don't feel that pain. It's Mar not, it's it's not a dead. It's not a dead Mar fetus. Morphine is not cocaine. Morphine is not cocaine. It's more than cocaine. It's more than cocaine. I am not. Brother Hassan, the point is right, what brother, I'm saying brother, is. Brother Mike, brother Mike, brother Mike. Yeah. Wait, wait. You're arguing. Let's stop arguing. You already said I'm not arguing. Thing. I'm not arguing. I was just bringing right. that point out. Like that. That tell so let him make his point now. Oh, okay. Brother Mike. Stop uh, calling, Brother Mike. You're not speaking to Brother Mike. But, okay. <laughs> Thank you. Okay. Let's <laughs> admit. Um, in Canada, in Canada, they say that they have one they have a vaccine that is. The car, Mr. Light, please. You're giving us a. They have a vaccine that is animal. I mean, that, that is um, plant-based. Do, do you have heard of that one? They, make your point, make your point, make your point. That is, that is plant-based. Now, the, on, 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 on the, um, when you go on YouTube and everything, they have a lot of conspiracy theories which can't be proven. So we have to be very, very careful that we're not following down rabbit holes into, into conspiracy theories that cannot be proven. So the only thing that brethren, brothers say there are time for medicine. If you get sick to the point of, of near death, what are you going to do? Are you going to say, oh, I'm not going to take this vaccine? Brethren, we have to, be, we have to do fine. If we, can, if, we don't, if we don't have to take it, we don't take it. Because we can, we can get, once we eat right and, do, and uh, obey God, he will protect us. As he said, he will protect us from all the disease of the Eden. He tell us that. So we can indeed not take it if it's, if it's um, voluntary. But if it is compulsory, what are we going to do? More power to you, For example, they suggest, 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 suggest also that if you travel, you have to take it. They, got, they won't go to Jamaica then. Brother Smith, can, can I make a brief point, please? I'd like to make a point ahead, in regards go ahead. to the vaccine. Go ahead. Yes, go ahead. Oh, Sister Cox, go ahead. Thank you, Brother Smith. Mm -hmm. Yes, I, I wanted to make a point about the vaccine. 
because there's much debate about the ingredients. Some of them we know, some of them we don't know. Now, the one thing I wanna say is that the coronavirus vaccine is different from every other vaccine. It's different from the hepatitis vaccine. It's completely different from the vaccine that children have been given for you know, 100 years to be immunized to go to school. The, the most dangerous aspect of the COVID vaccine is that it is done using RNA technology. Now, this, this is a brand new thing in medicine. Amen. What that means is that over time, we have been prepped with genetically modified organisms in our foods. Man, scientists have been in with the food, uh, creating GMO foods. And if you research GMO foods, what you'll find is that many of the diseases today that people come down with and they just can't get well. And if you cannot get well, it's because something is wrong with the DNA. So if you damage the DNA, you can eat all the good foods you want. You can drink your herbs, you can drink juices all day long, but every time your cells replicate, they're replicating a disorder. So COVID vaccine is, is not even so much about fetal tissue as bad and as ungodly as that is. What the COVID vaccine is created to do is to genetically modify you. I would highly Amen. recommend that brethren look into what's going on because this is not some conspiracy theory being floated around. If you look up uh, Moderna and the companies that are in charge of the vaccine, they plainly tell you, you go on YouTube and they say, yeah, we're using RNA technology. Now Down syndrome, for a child to have Down syndrome, all that takes is just one error in the DNA, just one error. Mm. And you come down with a disorder that you just cannot recover from. Brethren, mm -hmm. God has given us so much information Amen. that some of the arguments I'm hearing should never be made as God's people. We need Amen. to be fully informed onto what is going on because the COVID vaccine was created for a purpose. COVID is yeah. here for a purpose. And if, yeah. we, if we don't get the knowledge and become aware of what is being done here for the sake of population control, we're going to be great. Population control, Bill Gates, all of that. Let me give you another word that you need to go look up. <laughs> I'm gonna spell it for you. It's uh, recombinant. It, um, listen, brethren, I want you to go look this up. Recombinant DNA. And it's gonna tell you, like what sisters here are saying, is exactly what they are doing. They're playing with your DNA and your RNA. That's what they're doing. And the word is R-E-R-E-C-O-M-B-I-N-A and T, go to Google and Google that word and see what that is all about. It's all about artificial intelligence, brethren. But, but, uh, mm -hmm. but I'm, 
what I'm saying, I hope this is to understand what I'm saying. I'm saying that if we eat right and we are close to the Lord, he'll prevent us from having these diseases. So if it's voluntary, we don't have to take it. We don't have to take it. And we shouldn't take right. it if it's voluntary. Right. right. But if it becomes mandatory, you go ahead and take it. Is that what you're saying? No, it it it's but, but what I'm you want to go to Jamaica, you have to take it. That's up to you. Hmm. Wait, but you go to Jamaica, I'll stay here. <laughs> That's right. A mountain lion up there, stick. A redneck. That. Come back, Simit. Hello. Brother Simit. Ah, brother Simit, someone calling to you. Yes, yes, we want to wrap up. I guess we take this last point and we must wrap up. Go ahead, brother. Um, yeah, we're just saying, brother Simit, this is the extra point. Well, she didn't get to finish in our statement. No, that, that was not that was not Mr. Cox. That was Mr. Um, Francis. Oh, so did she, did she finish her, what she was saying? Um, she get cut off somehow and you know, I don't know if she finished what she was saying. I think she did. I think she did. That's why I said, that's why I read, um, I give you the other word. Because uh, I went after she was done. Yeah, but Bridget, I would just, I would just like to ask, you know, when somebody speak, just allow them to, you know, make sure they finish what they have to say before next person, you know, start to speak. But then, you know, you, that person don't get to finish exactly what you want to say. And then somebody could even say, Amy, that means, you know, we understand what she's saying before somebody is cut in. With, with all the information that we have gathered so far, if it becomes mandatory, should we take it? Because we, we got um, Bible workers who need to travel to different countries and all that stuff. What's the consensus for dividends? Do we leave it up to individuals or is just um, is something that we say no? Uh, well, we have to choose life. That's the two, two way. Give you no, life we should take it. Life. But, uh, but uh, first off, um, I believe that it's up to the individual. You can't tell a person to or not to. I don't think that's our place to tell someone to take it or not to take it. We um, shouldn't take a, it. I believe that's, in, I, 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 that's what I believe, my sister. But, you know, you can't tell a person not to. Because if they want to go ahead and take it, that's up to them. God, God give us the freedom of choice. And we have to, we have to choose what we're going to do. Oh, uh, Brother Simit, there's another one that I want. Uh, MHRA. Go check that one out also. Um, MHRA. Uh, but brethren, just uh, I just want to make a comment here, ask a question. Do you, you realize that they have to freeze this thing uh, yes. at sub-zero temperature in mm -hmm. order for it not to replicate and change from what they make it to be? And when it goes into a 98 degree body, can you imagine the amount of replication and and different your, gene, your genes everything is going to change you're not going to be you anymore you know because as sister tasha as sister tasha rightly 
Yeah. Uh, uh, Sister Tasha rightly said, let me finish, please. Speaking. Sister, let me see. I have to mute some lines. God make us with a DNA. A DNA is something that is constant. It is definite and specific. It doesn't change and become anything else than what, other than what it is. Now, when you're injected with something at RNA, right? RNA keep on changing over and over again. It just keep on changing to, diff to something different. Have you ever studied a flu vaccine? Do you know why they can't find an effective flu vaccine? The same reason, because the flu is uh, some kind of RNA business that they are doing, and it changed so regularly that they can't keep up with it. So it's really an individual decision, you know, that you have to make when it comes to this. Not only that, God is on the throne, and he knows exactly what his people need in order for them to function in finishing the work. So don't we ever forget that God is still in control and he's gonna make a move also. There's a purpose for this, okay? So let us not lose faith, brethren, but one thing is sure, putting RNA in DNA, you, you, you cease to be what God made you to be. Thank you. Amen. We're not going to take it. Watch it. I think that, well, I think that brings us to the end. <laughs> Trust in divine intervention. Amen. 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 We're going to take it. Amen. When we get there, we cross that bridge. Yeah. <laughs> Let, let God be our fear and our dread. Amen. All right, brethren. God bless everyone. Have a pleasant week. We're signing off now. God bless. 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 God bless. God bless. Blessings. Blessings. Blessings.